NPR, New York, Bernie and Sid in the Morning, Talk Radio 77. The heart is a blue, shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room, no space to rent in this town. You're out of luck, and the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck, and you're not moving anywhere. You thought you'd found a friend to take you out of this place, somewhere. Monday morning in New York City, and we are all set for Super Bowl 56. Coming up in less than two weeks in Los Angeles, California, we are all set. The Cincinnati Bengals will take on the Los Angeles Rams in what I call the Lawrence Taylor Super Bowl. LT made 56, a very, very famous number. Super Bowl 56 coming up in less than two weeks. And a lot to get to. Three really good guests on this Monday morning, another very emotional week. I was at Officers, Officer Rivera's funeral on Friday. I'll be at Officer Mora's funeral this Wednesday. But with all that said, um, my man, my main man, my partner, and uh, the great one himself, Bernard McGurk. Good Monday morning, Bernie. How you doing, partner? Sidney Rosenberg, as I live and breathe. I'm doing well, Sidney. Thank you. I weathered the uh, snowstorm, and uh, it's all good. You know? uh, it's, I it's, love it's... the snowstorm. I actually got out uh, early in the morning. If you saw my Instagram story, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. I was out by 8 o'clock Saturday morning and uh, braving the conditions, making the 13-block walk to New York Sports Club, did my, uh, did my workout, Bernard, walked 13 blocks back, and then actually hopped on live with Larry Kudlow Saturday morning because he wanted an update from the streets of New York City, which I gladly did. So um, I was all over the city on Saturday, worked out, Broadway, Central Park, the whole hey, thing. Yo. I loved it. That uh, is terrific. Hey, did you enjoy the walk down the block, or were you cursing every second? Cursed because every second. Every cursed second. every second. Oh, every second, yeah. Almost fell yeah, down. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was nice to have it on a Saturday, so uh, traffic wasn't too screwed up, but... Uh, and for me, personally, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not at 100%, so I had uh, people actually shovel for me. Usually I get out there, I, I enjoy shoveling, I like the, uh, the cold and the snot running down my nose and all that stuff. But uh, I didn't have to do that this time, so I just chilled inside. It, it was uh, it's actually okay. A couple of people died out in Long Island shoveling. I know, I saw not. that. You know, it's oh, funny you it's say that because, uh, you know, I'm uh, looking to, to get a home and get out of the city, and that's, uh, that's old news. And the first thing I thought about on Saturday was, oh, my God, if, uh, in fact, and when, in fact, I move into a home, I'm going to be responsible for stuff like this, and I don't want to do that. Like, I came home from the gym, and my guy – Carlton was outside the building shoveling and taking care of all that stuff for me. I don't want to do that. So it, um, I guess it came clear to me because I have owned homes in states all over the country, basically, that, uh, yes, if I have my own home, that snow becomes my responsibility. Who the hell needs that? Well, I think uh, per- perhaps maybe I'm, I'm wrong or right. I don't know. But where you're moving, you'll be able to pay people to do that yeah, for of course. you. Yeah. I'll give you an example. My, my, my dad has people come, and, uh, you know, they take care of it. He can't do it himself. 
uh, he has somebody do it for him. I think you would fit that mold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though you're not 90 years old, <laughs> you're, you're, in your, you're, you're in your prime. You're, you're, you're walking 13 blocks to the gym, but you won't pick up a damn shovel. No, no chance. <laughs> I mean, zero chance. Zero. Uh, well, screw it. If you don't have to and you don't want to. You know, it's funny. I found the weather to be uh, worse Friday. And I guess maybe because Saturday uh, we were off, like you said, and I got up late and walked to the gym. There was no pressure. But Friday, Bernie, I have to tell you, making the four-block walk over to uh, Fifth Avenue to St. Patrick's Cathedral for Officer Rivera's funeral, it was like a snowy rain. It was windy. It was cold. Yeah. It was dark. It was gloomy. And again, obviously, the circumstances made for an even worse morning. But I really felt like the, the weather on Friday was worse than the big snowstorm right. on Saturday. Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, a drizzly, uh, you know, damp rain, no doubt about it. I mean, the, hey, there's something about snow coming down that, uh, well, it just uh, it, it makes a lot of people like me feel good. I like it. And it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of drizzly rain and clouds, especially you knowing it was, uh, you know, a funeral for a, a great young man. Uh, sure, that would, that would dampen your, your spirits and the atmosphere and the mood, uh, no doubt about it. Let me ask you this question, though, Sid. Uh, how close did you get? Because the, I, I saw, of course, the pictures. I watched it all on TV. How close did you get to St. Patrick's Cathedral uh, that morning? I was inside. No kidding. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I went to meet uh, Lou Spagnola, and he came in with the Patterson Police Department, New Jersey. Those guys never got in. Uh, they only had room inside the church for the NYPD. So guys came from Jersey, from Philadelphia. I don't know if you know this, but JetBlue actually flew cops for free. So if you're in Miami, for example, you wanted to go to these two funerals, they fly you for free, but they can't get inside. So long story short, I started making my way towards the church, and I got stopped once or twice. Folks said no media. And now I feel like a complete jerk because some cops stopped. And I said, I'm not media. I'm sad. I do a morning show with Bernie. We love the cops. And the guy grabbed me and said, you know what? I'll take the bullet. If, in fact, he gets into trouble. And this cop walked me all the way to the front. And then uh, Dermot Shea was there, wow. a host of others. And then they, they let me go right through. I met uh, the former chief of police, Joe Esposito, on the side door of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Walked in with him. Walked right past John Katz and Matides and George and Dominic and those guys. And sat literally four rows from the front. Four rows behind Chuck Schumer oh, and uh, Gillibrand. And four rows to the left of Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul, and I'm doing the same exact thing coming up this Wednesday for Morris Funeral. So I was actually inside sitting with former chief of police, Joe Esposito. Well, I will, uh, this time around, knowing that you are that close, I will look for you. I'll yeah. actually see you. Because, Danielle saw uh, me on TV. She saw me for a couple of seconds, yeah. Oh, uh, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, that's uh, that's incredible. Cardinal Dolan, of course, did a great, yes, a he terrific did. job. Yes. And, uh, Bratton was there, the- and Kelly was there. And, you know, listen, I, I got to tell you, Eric Adams spoke. It was okay. But the the person that stole the show, outside of the family, I thought his brother Jeff was uh, was the best. Then his wife spoke and told a a story about how they actually had a fight that day and they weren't talking to each other. And that never happens. In fact, he's taken to work every day. On that specific day, she took an Uber and they weren't talking. And she uh, caught wind of cops being shot and texted him that night and said, listen, I know you're mad at me. I know we're fighting Please just text me you're okay, and he was already gone at that point. So that was a brutal story. But um, Keyshawn Chul, the uh, new police commissioner, yeah. Bernie, when I tell you 
she was so much better, including Pat Lynch, who was terrific too, but she was so much better than everyone else. I was, I was sitting there wide-eyed, mouth wide open. She's magnificent, that lady. She is terrific. I saw it. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, she was absolutely uh, stellar. She's got the uh, backs of the New York City Police Department, no question about it. And, and yeah, she was terrific. Uh, I, I would say also, you mentioned the, uh, the widow, you know, her calling out Alvin Bragg the yeah. way she did. I'm speaking through, uh, you know, he, my, 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 my late husband yeah. is speaking through me yeah. to you. And she called uh, Bragg out. And you want to hear what she said? Let's well, I thought just, uh, she, she said the system failed us. I don't remember her saying Alvin Bragg's name. I did well, hear her he, say the system take, failed us. Take, take a listen. Take okay. a listen to this. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. <laughs> right. She didn't say his name, I think. The new DA? Yeah, she talks, yeah. She yeah. Called, and he was in the uh, crowd. I didn't I mean, see Alvin Bragg there. You sure he was there? I, positive he was there. By the way, he, he didn't belong there. It was no. like, uh, you know, it was like a, a Muslim in a synagogue. Get the <laughs> yeah. hell out. Yeah, Nobody I mean, needs you. Get I, the F I, out. I felt the same way about Schumer and Gillibrand. And every time they said something that clearly was a shot at the Dems, Schumer would shake his head as if he was in agreement. And it's like, moron. You're on the wrong team, you stupid right. idiot. What are you shaking your head about, you moron? They're talking about you, Chuck and Schumer. And we haven't heard Schmuck Schumer call out uh, any the state legislature or any of these people or, or the Alvin Braggs. Nothing. He says nothing about anything. He just shows up. Yeah, I, I attended the funeral. That's it. He doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't nothing. get anything done. And then how about all the low lives in and around New York that since Friday have come out and said uh, these things. And nice to see that uh, idiot teacher, white kid, Coney Island, Brooklyn, fired that lowlife. Uh, another black guy that uh, was knocking Asians that said, hey, uh, let's uh, do some damage coming up Wednesday at Morris Funeral. Just a bunch of folks, at least three or four that I saw reported that had some really nasty things to say and are looking for people to do horrible things coming up this Wednesday. It's hard to believe. It really is, and uh, it is refreshing, uh, it, though it took maybe 24 hours too, too long for this guy, the teacher Flanagan, the Coney Island uh, prep school teacher, to get fired. What a fired. low life. What a low life. What a piece of garbage. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at all these cops. I hope he never so. works again. He should never work again in any state or city in this country. No, no uh, if there was a way to evict him from the city, I'd say let's evict, let's evict him from the damn country. Him and its stupid actress who uh, put out a uh, video, Instagram, saying that uh, we shouldn't be closing up the streets for these cops. Uh, you know, these cops do bad things themselves. Uh, so many. Uh, so she many, she so actually many said, people. how about all the 22-year-old uh, people that are murdered by cops? First of all, she's not even an actress. She's some TikTok dingbag. Ding I never heard of her. But she actually said, what about all the 22-year-old innocent people murdered by cops? Right. What? I mean, how just tone deaf doesn't even cover it. This is these are people filled with hate, hatred, hatred. But do you think and I think that this is the case uh, that Friday was it, it, really a turning point. I think a lot of people uh, really coming around to, to, to the side of law and order. You wouldn't have a year ago. I mean, uh, to, to fly a Blue Lives Matter flag, you were called a bigot and a racist now. It, it's completely different. It's totally the, even the games yesterday, the beginning of the Chiefs uh, Bengals game. Uh, you had the, the the great show of patriotism. You wouldn't have seen that a year ago. 
in the NFL. It was really terrific. You had soldiers, flags. You had a flyover. It was uh, absolutely, really uh, inspiring to watch. And so, therefore, I think, I think things are changing. I think people, it's, it's, the pendulum is swinging the other way. Well, like I keep saying, I hope so. I don't really have evidence of that. I mean, I think that they would have had the same things uh, a year ago. Police officers get murdered in New York City. I think they would have had the same things. I really do. So I haven't really seen any real evidence of that. Uh, what will tell us that are elections. That's when you know whether things are turning around or not. When people go out and vote and vote for Republicans and vote for the right side, then we'll know. But uh, I don't necessarily agree with you. I don't really see this. I mean, I I saw, again, way too many stories of people that are still looking for violence on Wednesday and people that are angry about what's going on with these cops. Way too many stories of that for me to say, wow, it's really turned completely around and folks are uh, seeing the light. I'm I'm not there yet. Uh, I, you may be right. I didn't say completely around, but I'd say that the tide is turning. I, 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 maybe I'm being way too uh, optimistic and naive. Uh, but here's what uh, we'll tell the tale. Joe Biden is coming to New York City on Thursday to meet with Eric Adams. And he says he says he's down with Adams and all his policies, including bail reform. Yeah. If uh, a President Biden speaks out calls out some of these people, state legislature people, Hasty, Hochul, Governor Hopeless Hochul, and uh, Stuart Cousins, et cetera, et cetera, by name, and say so we got to change these bail uh, laws. Uh, maybe that would indicate a, uh, a change. Maybe that would indicate that maybe I'm slightly right. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I, I think he'll come uh, Thursday and just parrot the, uh, well, we got to stop the flow of guns coming into New York. I think that's as far as he'll go. This is an old imbecile, but uh, but uh, either way, you may be uh, very right. Just quickly. Oh, by the way, I thought uh, he was coming Wednesday for the funeral. He's not going to the funeral Wednesday? Uh, I don't think so. I uh, believe it's Thursday. He's coming the day okay. after. All right. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah, where were any administration officials uh, on Friday? Nobody. None of them were there. They're just, uh, you know, lo- local New York politicians. I mean, they went to Atlanta for uh, some fake uh, anti-Asian hate crime. Uh, remember that? Both uh, sure. Kamala and Joe Biden went there, but uh, nothing on this uh, police funeral, nothing whatsoever. Uh, but but, but l- let's see. He's coming, on, he's coming on Thursday. Let's see what happens. By the way, there was an anti-Asian hate crime in your neighborhood, yep. your old neighborhood in Midwood, yep. Brooklyn. A yep. Korean grocer attacked, yep. beaten the crap out of. 69-year-old, 67-year-old Korean grocer, beating the crap out of by uh, not a white supremacist, <laughs> Eric Adams. I'd like to hear what you want to say about that. All right. Now, tomorrow, I think, is the Chinese New Year. Is that right? Or is that today? Well, when is the actual New Year? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Lunar, lunar New the Year. The Lunar New Year. We're, we're going to yep. celebrate that on this show. We've got a couple of esteemed guests, including one guy from uh, Chinatown who actually is in charge, basically, of the whole community when it comes to protecting the Asian people. I'm sure he'll talk about what Bernie just talked about. He'll join us tomorrow with a slew of other guests. Today we've got three great guests, which Larry's on every Monday. He's coming up at 740, the editor of the National Review. He's always terrific. Coming up at 840 again, back in the papers. They keep flying him out of Westchester. Rob Astorino also running for governor up against Andrew Giuliani and Lee Zeldin on the right side. He'll join us at 840 and the former chief of police. Again, I was at the funeral with him on Friday. I'm going to go back with him this Wednesday for more his funeral our good friend joe esposito he's going to stop by as well so three great guests all the news you want now bernie quickly the last time the bengals 
were in the Super Bowl was 1989. I was there in Miami, that unbelievable game where Joe Montana hit John Taylor with about 10 seconds left, and the 49ers came back to beat Boomer Esiason and the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. When was the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl? They have never been in the Super Bowl. Incorrect. Come on. Uh, the last time the Ra- I would say it was 1998. Bernie, come on, bro. You and the I, Rams. Were, you and I were there. We were there. Oh, it was that was was that the game when we were down <laughs> yes. in Atlanta two years ago? Tom Brady and the Patriots beat the Rams. Uh see, well, I knew Brady was there, but I forgot totally, completely yeah. forgot about the Rams. Well, it was a different team actually. Goff was the quarterback, and they traded Goff to Detroit this offseason to get Matthew Stafford from the Lions, and now Stafford has the Rams. Back in the Super Bowl for the second time in three years under McVay. So we were actually there the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, you and I, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we had a blast those couple of days. You idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, completely. <laughs> you know, it just shows you how clueless I am sometimes. I block stuff out. You know why like I remember? I, actually, on my Facebook memories, a memory popped up yesterday. It was like two years to the day, whatever it was. And you and I are sitting first class on, a, on an airplane, Delta, reading Charles Krauthammer's book. You remember that? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I remember it clearly. Like it was yesterday. And we, we flew down with Chad Lopez. That's right. The great Chad. Matter of fact. Yeah, there you have it. Rams and Bengals, Super Bowl 56. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Justin Ellick, Luke Lograno, Christina Christina. Got the whole crew here. Frankie Diaz with an E. Mike Garcia, Deb Valentine. Going to be a great Monday morning show with Bernie and Sid. Keep it right here. I love it. Goodfellas, baby. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Simulcast on an eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. And also, you can check us out in studio at WABCRadio.tv on your smart TVs. On your computers, WABCRadio.tv. Sid, just quickly on the football thing, of course, uh, the Bengals, excuse me, the, uh, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. That would have been a better marquee match than what we have now. If I'm not mistaken, then uh, the Rams versus the uh, Bengals. Am I, I wrong about I that? I mean, I think ideally they wanted Chiefs and Rams. Rams over the 49ers. Niners, they were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with Garoppolo, but uh, the Rams are a little more exciting, a little more flashy. It's Los really? Angeles. Really? Than, than, yeah. than Kansas City? No, no, not Kansas City. They would have wanted the Chiefs versus the Rams. I see. Not the I Chiefs see. versus the Niners. So, but in this case, they get the Bengals versus the Rams. They definitely wanted Kansas City. And a lot of folks are ready to use that D word, D word, dynasty when it comes to Kansas City. But the truth is, they've only won one Super Bowl, you know, and now they didn't even get to the Super Bowl this year. So, uh, and there's nothing wrong with going to the title game. Believe me, that's still quite a franchise. And Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes have been great together, but you can't use the dynasty word if they don't make it. So, I think uh, ideally they wanted Kansas City and the Rams, and they got the Bengals and the Rams. But I will tell you this, Joe Burrow won a college championship, Bernie, just a couple of years ago at LSU. He was the number one overall pick. And a lot of times the number one overall pick, it takes a long time because they go to a bad team, right? That's the deal. You get drafted number one, you go into a bad team. It takes a long time for that team to get good. And in two years, he goes from winning the national championship to LSU 
to the Super Bowl. It's pretty impressive. Amazing. It really was an amazing weekend of football. Just incredible for yeah, I mean, somebody uh, 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 who has come back to the sport. Yeah, you're back came now. back just in yeah. time. And by the way, on the flip side, Matthew Stafford, the other example, he was also the number one overall pick. Most folks don't remember that. Many, many years ago, coming out of Georgia, he went to a very bad Detroit Lion football team, and now 12 or 13 years later, he gets to the Super Bowl. So he's, he's more of the reality than a guy like Burrow who goes from winning the college championship to the Super Bowl that quickly wow a lot of subplots uh in this upcoming super bowl in addition to uh those subplots you also have the halftime show you have uh i believe it's a uh, dr dre you have eminem you have kendrick lamar you have mary j blige you have snoop dogg i think it's going to be arousing uh very very entertaining uh, america's going to love the super bowl halftime show don't you think sydney no <laughs> I'll tell you what. I know I'm not. <laughs> you know it's uh you know it's actually trending on uh, newyorkpost.com is a Phil Mushnick column and it's starting to get some traction because uh, uh in the wake of the funeral and I hate to use the word wake uh, no pun intended of course in the wake of the funeral of the police officer and the upcoming uh a police officer's funeral you have uh, this uh you know don't don't tread on the police uh, right now right now at the very least and Snoop Dogg has a song that Phil Mushnick published the lyrics to, and it's it reads like this. All you N-words out there, take your guns that you're using to shoot each other and start shooting these bitch-ass mother-effing police. Yep. That'll impress a mother-effing N-word like me. That is a Snoop Dogg song and lyric. And, again, aside from Phil Mushnick, it's, it's the top-trending story at the New York Post, NewYorkPost.com which is the fourth largest paper in the United States, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, the best paper in the United States. That is trending, and uh, it's getting traction, and maybe, I mean, maybe, if there's a God in heaven, they'll drop this uh, mutt, this lowlife, this dog, uh, Snoop Dogg, from the uh, halftime show. See, this is part of the problem, is that he's not the only one. I know he's performing this year, but it's not exclusive to him. So when we talk about why do so many black kids hate the cops, uh, beyond the false narratives that the media tells them. And you and I always talk about this. Fatherless homes, that's a big issue. But it comes down to this, too, the music, the culture. People like Snoop Dogg are heroes in that community. And he's not the only one who talks about killing cops. And these kids think that that's the way to go. And that's why they they, right. they act the way they act. You know, you're not going to go to shul on Shabbos on a Saturday morning and uh, on the way there hear any music about going out and killing cops. I promise you that. That I can now you're, you. You're, you are on the biggest stage, uh, perhaps, of uh, any broadcast entertainment all year long. What is it? What is the number for? Is it uh, fifty million or a hundred million? Uh, anywhere between fifty to eighty million, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, uh, Corona Beer has been sponsoring Snoop Dogg for a long time, and now you have this uh, this this low life Roger Goodell sees fit to uh, hire Snoop Dogg to do this. Well, he didn't do that. The guy who's actually in charge of doing the halftime shows is Jay-Z. He actually got the job years ago to do the – he's in charge of all the entertainment, Rock Nation, Jay-Z. Roger Goodell had nothing to do with that, but Roger Goodell did hire Jay-Z as the guy. But Jay-Z's guy yeah. should be pointing fingers at, not Roger Goodell. Where's the buck stop, bro? Roger Goodell. 
Uh, look, uh, so do you think uh, this will uh, go anywhere, or do you think no. I'm just grasping at straws? No, in fact, I think he's going to perform that exact song at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Sid Rosenberg on the Bernie and Sid Show. Traffic and sports is coming up next. Right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 830. Here, John talks with Gordon Chang. After the Olympics, after everybody walks on water, will there be trouble? I think that there will be trouble, John. Now, I know that Michael McCall, who's the ranking member on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, believes that there actually will be a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. I don't know if there will be that one, but a couple things are going to happen. If the games don't go well, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, is going to be blamed, and there's going to be real turmoil at the top of the Communist Party more than there is now. If the games go well, Xi Jinping will feel emboldened, and he will be even more provocative. So the region, I think, is slated for a very difficult 2022 whatever happens at the Winter Games. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. We're all set, folks. Super Bowl 56 coming up in a couple of weeks, February the 13th, Los Angeles, California. And a home game for the Rams. How about that? We got a home game often in the Super Bowl, but the Rams got it. The Rams are moving on after beating San Francisco last night. 20-17. 20-17. Both games really exciting. Came down to game-winning field goals. In fact, this whole NFL postseason has been really, really exciting. The Rams on the way back to the Super Bowl, and it sounded like this. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Rams, and they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. Oh, we got the Garoppolo interception to end the game. Okay, fair enough. Rams win it 20-17. to 17. You know, when I was a kid in 1980, the Rams played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That was such an exciting game. That was the fourth Super Bowl win for Bradshaw and the Steelers. I'll never forget it. Sitting at my uh, kitchen table in Brooklyn, Vince Ferragamo was the quarterback for the Rams. Rams back to the Super Bowl. Who are they going to play? Kansas City, right? Wrong. The upstart Cincinnati Bengals got an, a field goal in overtime. From 31 yards, McPherson, and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. Hard to believe. Romo on the call. The Chiefs tied the game with a 42-yard field goal at the end of regulation, but the Bengals win it in OT 27-24. Cincinnati and the Rams, Super Bowl 56. Tom Brady, the reports are he's retiring. Of course, I heard Adam Schefter say that, but not Tom Brady. I won't accept it until Tom actually says it. But a whole weekend of programming on ESPN and even our own Justin Ellick reporting this morning, Tom Brady is retiring. I gave the disclaimer. What was the disclaimer? That he hasn't said anything himself. Right. That's why he's not retiring until he says it. Anyway, sports is brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out at PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm Sid. When I was young, I'd listen to the radio, waiting for my favorite songs. When they played, I'd sing Such happy times and not so long ago. How I wondered where they'd gone. But they're back again. 
NFL play, regulars with Karen Carpenter. Songs like this at the Super Bowl, then low lives like Snoop Dogg. 640 on your Monday morning back here on Bernie and Sid. So, Bernie, I'm, uh, I'm in bed on Friday night, and my son Gabriel walks into the bedroom, and he says, um, hey, Dad, how's Bernie doing? Just out of nowhere. We weren't talking about Bernard. There was no conversation. Unprovoked, he goes, hey, Dad, how's Bernie doing? I said, he's doing okay. I said, but you know what? He'd probably like to hear from you. And he said, well, how do I do that? My phone's broken, which is true. Ava broke his phone. So uh, I said, well, you can use my phone, and you can text him. He said, okay, give me the phone. I said, really? He said, yeah, give me the phone. And, uh, well, the rest is history, Bernard, because you got the text from Gaby, and you were, uh, you were so cute in your response and all emotional, Bernie, that he actually got all teared up last night when I showed him your response from Saturday. Uh, listen, it was so... Uh... It was so poignant of coming from a young lad like that, a very articulate and bright young lad like that. Uh, everybody who sends me messages of support and encouragement, I take it all to heart, and uh, and it actually helps. It actually bolsters my morale. And and by the way, I am doing well. But uh, uh, yeah, from uh, Gaby, uh, as I wrote back to you, uh, I wrote back to him as well. But uh, as I said to you. It actually did bring a tear to my eye. Yeah. I actually did in a good way, in a very, yeah. very good way. Yeah. And that is one hell of a good, good, lovely young lad. Uh, credit to you and uh, Danielle. Smart and uh, just uh, the words that he used to, uh, you know, to, to, to write to me. Just so impressive and uh, just moved me is what it yeah. did. So, uh, you know, thank you to Gaby on the air as I did uh, off the air in a, in a text as well. Uh, and thanks to you for setting it up. No, it thank really, you. Really no, nice. he, he loves you. We all love you. Danielle loves you. Ava does. I do. Gabriel does. And yeah, I'll tell you, the snow was cute because it gave us an opportunity. I mean, all four of us, especially late in bed all day on Saturday. And I watched a multitude of things I'm going to tell the audience all about. Great movies. A Ben Affleck movie that was directed by George Clooney, which is outstanding. To season four of Ozark. I watched all of it this weekend. What I didn't watch on Saturday night was the Trump rally. But you know this, Bernard, if Donald Trump is on television, our dear friend, co-worker, colleague, and cast member, Christina, she ain't going to miss it. And there she was, naked, in front of her TV on Saturday <laughs> watching Newsmax. How did uh, how did Donald Trump do on Saturday, Christina? Well, you're all going to think I'm biased. When I, well, when you I, are biased. I, you know, when I say how great he did, but I feel like even if you weren't a huge Trump fan, that I, I find it impossible that you didn't watch that rally and think, man, I miss this guy. You, There's no way you couldn't have thought to yourself, we were so much safer, we were so much more prosperous. And also, when you when you have this president now to compare, yeah. you know, you watch Trump talk, and, and then you've got this president who, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say anything about dementia and stuff. Of course, I'm sensitive to that. But you watch this president who can't really formulate a sentence you know, it, it's 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 eye opening. It's it's jaw dropping to see, it, and it makes you miss him. Did he say anything? In, did he say anything in particular on Saturday? I know you said that he was. He even was. Your quote was he wasn't as obnoxious, which we happen to like that about him. But uh, Bernie more than me. But uh, was there anything specifically that Trump said Saturday that you were like, oh my god, this is why I miss him? Oh, I mean, he was talking about, obviously, the border is a mess, inflation, the gas prices in comparison to what they were under him. He used uh, one of Reagan's quotes, which was, we had strength 
through peace. Yeah. Which was very true. I thought that was Bernie's quote. <laughs> he, very true. Uh, uh, under President Trump, you, you cannot dispute it. I mean, we made friends with that crazy over in North Korea. He wasn't testing nuclear weapons. No. He said Putin. W- Putin didn't move when we had right. President Trump. Look true. what's going on now. And we're so concerned with Ukraine's border that we're on the brink of war. Meanwhile, look at our border. That's what Trump said, right? Yeah, yeah. look yeah. at our border. Yeah. You have, you know you have right. flights Christina coming in. Is- we're, we're shipping in uh, immigrants that are using their arrest records for identification. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. That is why Rob Astorino, who's running for governor up against Lee Zeldin and Andrew Giuliani on the Republican side, he's a, he's a good friend of mine and even closer friend to Bernard is coming on this morning because of that story specifically. Did you catch Trump on Saturday, Byrne? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to uh, Christina's point, and by the way, the arrest warrant thing, I brought that up last week, uh, that is uh, occurring, that, that the illegal illegals can use their arrest warrant to get on a plane. Jeez. And how can anybody verify that they're, they're actually the per- that, that they are the, the person whose name is on the arrest warrant? They're going to get on a plane. Uh, but the, Rob Astorino's on for a slightly different reason. It was front page New York Post. He got little credit for it. He was all over the place. He was on Tucker Carlson. Uh, but uh, And he wrote a piece in the New York Post yesterday. But to uh, Christina's point on Trump and the border versus the border of, of, between Russia and the Ukraine. This is what he said. I actually cut up, uh, asked Justin to cut this piece up. Take a listen. With Biden and the radical left, it's always America last. And that's what they do. You look at these horrible deals they make throughout the world. Everyone in Washington is obsessing over how to protect Ukraine's border. But the most important border in the world right now for us is not Ukraine's border. It's America's border, and we do nothing about it but let people come in, and we have no idea who they are. The first duty of the American president is to defend the American border. Before our leaders talk about invasions of other countries, they need to stop the invasion of this country. You know, we had the safest border, the strongest border that we've ever had just one year ago. And before Joe Biden send any troops to defend the border in Eastern Europe, he should be sending troops to defend our border right here in Texas. You're damn right. And that's uh, that's what he said. And uh, he was great. He had uh, so I mean, the place was just uh, hundreds of thousands of people. So I don't know. The number was crazy. But he was right on the money. He he hasn't lost anything on his fastball. Donald Trump, and he's right. Of course, uh, the uh, fentanyl coming across, actually killing people. And the Rob Astorino thing, they're, they're in the dead of night, shipping people to Westchester County Airport. And it was because Rob Astorino filed a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information uh, request. He got videotape of the people doing the security at Westchester County Airport. Uh-huh. And all the people getting off these planes in the dead of night, and they're not supposed to. He, Astorino knows because he was the Westchester County executive for a long time. The Westchester County Airport is supposed to be closed overnight. They open it overnight to bring these people in, and you see them getting off the plane. They're all adult males. Have they been vetted? Have they been vaxxed? Who knows who the hell who they are? They're sending them all. They're sending them to your neighborhood on Long Island, in New Jersey, and in New York City, all over the place. Westchester County. We don't know who they are. And that's what Astorino exposed again on Friday with videotape. Uh, and it really is disgusting. And Trump is right on the money. 
forget the Ukraine border. Let's worry about our own damn border and, and stopping these people, potential killers, potential rapists, and the fentanyl coming across the border. Now, also, big news this week. Uh, that's a great job. Astorino, again, will join us. Thanks to Bernie coming up at 840 this morning, which Lowry coming up at 740. And the chief, Joe Esposito, who sat, uh, I sat next to him at the funeral Friday, and we're going together tomorrow's funeral on Wednesday. He'll join us at 9.05. But other big news this week, of course, Thursday night. I did watch NBC at one point this weekend. I don't know why. I forgot what I was watching. But they are obviously promoting the heck out of the Olympics in Beijing, China. And I saw a commercial with Sean White, who's a big-time snowboarder, one of our best athletes, and some other kids along the way. I've told you guys that I don't enjoy the Summer Olympics. I'm not at the track and field or basketball or swimming but I love the Winter Olympics. I can watch figure skating all day long. I like the uh, the speed skating, whether it's the Heidens or the Jansons. I even like the uh, the long jumps like Eddie the Eagle, who broke every bone in his body going back 30 years ago out of England. I love that stuff. How so, about the curling? I, I don't like curling. Do you like that? <laughs> Stupid. No. Who the hell likes curling? Uh, I don't want Yeah, But I, I love the Winter Olympics. And uh, as much as I uh, am not in love with China these days, not because of the folks, not because of the folks, because of their uh, the government, obviously, I am, uh, I'm in. I'm rooting for our kids. And um, if we're going to compete, and you can make a very good argument not to compete. Folks have tried that, including Peter King. Uh, but if we're going to compete, I want to win. So for me... I am going to watch the Olympics on Thursday night and um, try to enjoy it. I, I, I think you're in the same boat, Bernie. Are you not? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. I'll check it out. Uh, I like, uh, oh, yeah, I like the speed skating as uh, as you do. Uh, a couple of other, I like the skiing as well. The skiing, uh, especially, you know, where they have these bumps, the slaloms, I think they call them. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're bouncing all over the place yeah. and uh, basically, uh, you know, risking breaking their necks coming down these hills. No, I will watch that. It turns out uh, President Putin is going to attend the Olympics. He's going to be there on Friday. And the speculation is that uh, after he attends the Olympics, that is when he will commence <laughs> with, no. with the invasion. No. Of, uh, that, that is the, th- those are the rumors. Nobody, re- nobody really See, knows, that would make he- sense. Like, like Tom Brady comes out this retirement thing just to take away all the press from Kansas City, Cincinnati, the Rams, the Niners. He's like, wait a second, it's championship weekend. They need to be talking about me. So I could see Putin doing the same thing. You want the Olympics today? Good. I'm going to invade Ukraine tomorrow. I want the headlines. He's like George Steinbrenner, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> he could very well be. He's a, he's a, a attention whore is essentially what right. he is. So the Chuck Schumer of uh, world leaders. He, he, you know, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Forget this uh, stupid, uh, these games. Nobody cares. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's going to attend on uh, Friday. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, the Olympics are, are very exciting. It, it is too bad. It does give China a platform and certain legitimacy after they perpetrated this uh, crime against humanity by spreading the uh, pandemic. And, of course, uh, the Uyghurs uh, as the... Uh, the owner of the uh, the Warriors said, uh, "Nobody cares about the Wiggers." Yeah, he did cares. say Nobody that. Cares. He did say that. He said that. But yep. uh, but anyway, yeah, we're giving them a platform. And, and uh, but the, on the other side, it would be unfair to the kids. That's what who I trained saying. for so long. That's so, right. Uh, Let them realize so their dreams. Have. Even uh, President Trump, for that matter, Christina, he said, "Let's go. Let's go to the games." And. If he were president, he would not boycott the Olympics. So I agree with Trump wholeheartedly. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Again, Rich Lowry, Rob Astorino, Joe Esposito, Lydia Reports, Pete Bernie, all kinds of exciting stuff. Monday morning, back with Bernie and Sid right here on Talk Radio 77. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. WABC. So I told you two weeks ago, Bernard, I saw this uh, great movie that Denzel Washington directed, Michael B. Jordan, starred in a journal for Jordan. I believe the lady Dana, the actual wife, the real-life wife, is going to join us at some point this week. So I've got another recommendation. This was an amazing movie. I know Ben Affleck was on with Howard last week, your buddy Coward, and he was talking an awful lot about this movie. And i got to tell you, boy, was it amazing. The name of the movie is The Tender Bar. The Tender Bar, and I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan. I'm really not. Uh, I thought he was so brilliant. If he doesn't win an award, I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be shocked. It's about this uh, young writer. This young kid grows up in a very, very difficult, very difficult household, living with his grandparents because his father is a radio DJ and a drunk, and uh, but a famous radio DJ. I forgot the guy's name. It's a true story. So the kid grows up with his grandparents, his no grandfather, thanks. Christopher Lloyd, and uh, his uncle is uh, Ben Affleck, Uncle Charlie. And the kid goes on to go to Yale and uh, works for the New York Times for a short time and becomes a writer. And it is such a beautiful, well done. And the music, too, Bernie, the music of the 70s, just a great movie. Ben Affleck, Tender Bar, you have to watch it. It is, for me at least, far and away the best movie I've seen in maybe a year or two. How about that? Uh, what's, what streaming platform? Uh, uh, that one I saw on, uh, I want to say, A Journal for Jordan was Amazon Prime. And this one, too, Amazon Prime. I mean, I swear to God, uh, with these platforms, it takes like a half hour to sign up for the day. Oh, things. my God. It's Paramount so funny you Plus, said that. I know. Uh, the stupid Hulu thing, Curtis sent both you and me, uh, this uh, mob of truth and lies. It, it includes him. It includes, uh, uh, you know, Gravano and John Gotti and all that stuff. And I tried to get on Hulu, and I couldn't get on. I know. We had an Amazon account that was Danielle's business account, and it expired. So we couldn't get on. We did the same thing you did. So eventually, after like 20 minutes of knocking our head against the wall, I created my own account, Sid Rosenberg account, and we were able to get on. But it took us a good 25 minutes, to your point. It was annoying as hell, but it was well worth it. I got to tell you, the tender bar, this is not a good movie. This is five stars, whether you hate Affleck or not. Five stars. Trust me, it's great. You'll love it. I'm in. I'll check it out. I have Amazon. I believe I'm signed up with them, I think. I mean, you can't never tell, but, uh, yeah, the signing up thing is a problem. But uh, I will check out this Affleck movie based on your Sid Rosenberg's recommendation because your credibility with Yellowstone is solid. (laughs) That was a big one for me, yes. So those two movies, A Journal for Jordan and The Tender Bar, uh, by the way, directed by Denzel Washington and George Clooney, can't go wrong there, are both really, really good movies, if not great movies. Check them out. I also did see Ozark Season 4. They only released the first seven episodes, like Dexter did. They released 8 out of 10. The next two came later. First seven episodes of Ozark Season 4, Bernie, also unbelievable. I mean, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney are so good. They are so good. 
that that is also great television. So, folks, you got plenty to watch. Hour number one in the books, Monday morning. Bernie and Sid on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hour number two is coming up next. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, the Supremes. Uh, we are heard, by the way, the Bernie and Sid Show, everywhere on the 77 WABC app, folks. It's so easy to download on your phone. We're also heard out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your computers, at WABCradio.tv. It's a different configuration. You're going to like what you see. And uh, they have a nice picture of me in my home. I look like uh, David Letterman, essentially. i got a big-ass beard <laughs> and uh, hair come, uh, coming out of my ears and my nose. <laughs> uh, no, check it out, WABCradio.tv, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's this uh, antiviral drug, Sydney. It's a, really a miracle. And New York City is in possession of it. And uh, yesterday, Eric Adams was up at Jacoby Hospital, where, by the way, the nurses are scared out of their wits. By the way, Jacoby Hospital was the place when I was a kid where they would take me whenever I cut my arm, my thumb, whatever the hell it is, for emergency room stuff. But either way, Jacoby Hospital, the nurses are afraid, but uh, uh, Adams was up there touting this antiviral pill that New York City will deliver to people in need. And Eric Adams made this proclamation yesterday regarding just that. Listen to what he said and tell me what's wrong with what he said. The city will also offer uh, at-home delivery of COVID antiviral pills to eligible New Yorkers who need them, and we're going to do it with the magic New York word. We're going to do it for free. New York is one of the only places in the nation where we are doing this free delivery. And so here at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx, uh, this community was hit so hard with COVID. Uh, The numbers uh, really spoke for themselves, and it was imperative that we all all urge all New Yorkers, particularly black and brown communities, and those who are vulnerable about this same day at-home delivery. Okay, everything was fine. Everything was great. It was okay. I mean, he's never going to be confused with Barack Obama. I can tell you that. No, no, no. He's (laughs) stammering and stuttering. Oh, my God. uh, but but the, 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 especially the black. Well, what the hell is it invoking race? What is going on oh, well, with the race from day the one? The, the, the black, that? the black and the brown people have been the ones who have uh, been hit the hardest because of all the comorbidities and the heart issues and the lupus and all these things. Yeah, We've been doing this from day do, one. Nothing, nothing whatsoever to do with race. And uh, there's there's white people with comorbidities, uh, you know, galore. All over the place. So, I mean, to just, just to, to invoke race is divisive. Just stop with the race baiting. Stop, stop, stop. Eric Adams, please, I'm begging you. And, and on that front, I remember he was uh, imploring Joe Biden to apologize to Donald Trump uh, because of what he said about the because he called it the China virus, implying that uh, Trump's calling it the China virus is spurring anti-Asian hate and violence. Well, as I mentioned to you, Sid, in your old neighborhood in Midwood on Avenue H, there's a Korean deli. Some dude went in there, and about a month ago, by the way, somebody went into the deli, and they started pummeling the guy and telling him to go back to Korea. He didn't even call the cops. So there's a lot of those things that go unreported. But in this case, it was caught on videotape. 
He's pummeling the crap. And he's not a white supremacist. Keep that in mind. He's pummeling the crap out of this poor Korean grocer who said this yesterday after the attack. Listen. I went to the hospital. Nothing is broken, but my body hurts. He was saying, yes, some sort of curse words and and some sort of um, derogatory things. Okay, so there you go. Enough. enough. Thank you, Justin. So you get the point. Eric Adams, where's where's your accountability for what's going on? between these two demographics in the anti-Asian, hey, what's happening? What is going on? Why aren't you speaking out about it? By the way, they buried Michelle Goh over the weekend. They had the wake and the funeral for her on Saturday, anti-Asian hate. I don't hear a lot about it these days. Nope. Maybe it doesn't fit the narrative, but uh, it's pretty sickening, that the, the, the silence and the fact that it's even occurring. But as I mentioned to you uh, earlier, Sydney, when, when we're talking about anti-Asian hate, it all started really with the with Korean grocers. It really did, following people around who they think was were, were, were going to stuff stuff in their jacket, and that's where the animosity first started, and it has never left. Well, they actually did stuff stuff in their jacket. Let, let's be honest; they didn't think they were going to. They did. Not all of them, and that's where the um, that's where the rub comes in, and that's where a lot of innocent folks tend to get upset. They feel violated. I understand that. I do. But the truth is, they did steal stuff. It wasn't all just a. Uh, exactly. It wasn't all made up, right? The, they, what they did was they racially profiled young people, uh, young people of a certain demographic, and I won't mention what the demographic is because they know from experience that those people that they're profiling are more likely to do to to to, to shoplift to steal stuff like that. By the way, speaking of shoplifting, it was, it was it, there was an epidemic of it over the weekend in pharmacies. Pharmacies closing left and right. Your guy Michael Rappaport, he was all over it. Even Dagan McDowell, she tweeted out that her local pharmacy was shoplifted six times by 6 o'clock in the evening on Saturday. <laughs> six times. <laughs> yeah, but and nobody Michael, was arrested. Listen, I love Michael Rappaport. Uh, you know how much I love him. And I'm not afraid to say that, despite a lot of you folks out there getting angry, even though we had a great time. Me and Bernie, Bernie loved him too just last week. But bit of exaggeration. They're closing these stores down. The, the Rite Aid in the Hell's Kitchen is another one they're closing this week. So they stopped right. They stopped putting stuff on the shelves. They stopped buying stuff. So a little bit of an exaggeration that they're robbing these places clean. They're, they're shutting down anyway. They're not buying stuff. Yeah, well, it's a combination. It's, yeah. They're doing it yes. because these people are coming in and just, you know, filling a sack full, a garbage can, a garbage bag full of uh, merchandise and just strutting out, as we saw in that uh, Rappaport tape, and yes, we did have a very nice conversation with Michael Rappaport on, uh, excuse me, on Thursday. Hey, listen, I got a good one for you here. Uh, the Supreme Court, Joe Biden, you know all about this. First of all, uh, Deb pointed out that uh, his approval rating on inflation, Biden's approval rating is 29%. Who the hell, who are these 29% on inflation? <laughs> uh, you know, home heating oil, uh, I mean, really, 50 to 60% higher. You don't hear anybody talking about that. That's beside the point. But Joe Biden appointing a black woman to the Supreme Court. Remember, he made these promises. Take a listen. Number one, I committed that if I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts. Will be a, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation. I'm looking forward to making sure there's a black woman on the Supreme Court to make sure we, in fact, get every representation. Now, get this. Get this, an ABC Ipsos poll. ABC, said Rosenberg. ABC, which, by the way, these polls oversampled Democrats. They asked, they said, is it a good idea for Biden to 
appoint a black woman to say he will appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court? Or should he consider all possible all possible nominees? Listen to this number. 76% said he should consider all possible nominees. 23%, only 23% said he should consider only black females. And the, 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 the money shot here, the money stat, is that 54, 54% of Democrats said that he should consider all possible nominees because it's the right thing to do, the content of their character. The merit, their their ability to uh, interpret the Constitution, their you know their their jurist, their 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 history of of uh, being on various courts, courts of appeal or whatever, that's what should matter, not the color of their skin or their uh, lady parts. And I, I was stunned to see this a particular poll. I, I I don't know. What do you think? I mean, is there hope amongst Democrats? Fifty four percent. It sounds that way. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I always get nervous with polls, even when they're conducted by folks that are less left. So I don't, I don't know if it's a real barometer, Bernie, of what uh, what's going on. But it it sounds promising. I, I just don't know. You know what it is? I'm I'm so defeated and so cynical at this point <laughs> that I just have I have a hard time believing that um, even smart folks are coming around but we'll see i am tired of it i'm tired of it too it's you know what i'm tired of too uh, i don't want to see kim kardashian's ass anymore please i'm really newyorkpost.com uh, dailymail.com new york post newspaper i do not want to see that uh, that thing anymore whatever it is Why? Well, however what, what, she what, what, what is what is the problem it is it's gross it's it's just overexposed how about that it is it is too it's big too much. and it is overexposed and listen i'm equally as tired of her stupid boyfriend i mean i i i did happen to love the movie the king of staten island i loved it didn't like it loved it and his father was a hero. He died 9-11. But, my God, who cares about Pete Davidson and the two of them? I mean, as I said weeks ago, that's like a Lyle Lovett, Julia Roberts thing. Let me find an attractive woman and a really ugly guy and make a big deal about him. Well, I've they, had enough, too. Yeah. Burn, they have a name for uh, what you're describing, and it's called Cottage Cheese Ass. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, it's not, A, it's not natural, and uh, it's photoshopped, and I'm just tired of seeing it every time you open it. But, you see an ass. I wouldn't and, mind uh, seeing it uh, for real. I don't know. <laughs> you take take a look at it, and, and it's Kim Kardashian. I mean, mix it up a little bit. Do something else. Listen. Also, uh, you have uh, this uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, that was quite a transition. <laughs> I know. Like, I just had to drop that. Kim in Kardashian's there. Just, ass came out of nowhere. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just really uh, sticking in my craw. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying, it's it's, it's, it's not that uh, small that it could stick in my craw, but it is. <laughs> Uh, Spotify. Okay, Neil Young. Now you have Joni Mitchell. She says, pull my music. You have Niels Lofgren. He says, pull my music from Spotify because of Joe Rogan. And finally, you have uh, Miserable Megan and Henpecked Harry say that they, they think it's wrong what Joe Rogan is doing. By the way, what Joe Rogan is doing, he's not the guy giving opinions. He has people on who are censored by the mainstream media, by Twitter, and they have these open and free conversations yeah. of what they do. He's not doing anything and, wrong. Uh, Nils Lofgren, by the way, for folks who have no idea who you're talking about, happens to be the other guitarist alongside little Stevie, Stevie Van Zandt, right. and Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. So it's a Bruce guy, Nils Lofgren. And I think Bruce, too. I think Bruce is right there with Nils. I think Bruce is taking his music off of Spotify, too. And then you have, uh, uh, well, I haven't seen that, but uh, that would be big. I think it, I saw Bruce on, I thought I saw that Saturday that Bruce was going to follow in Young's footsteps, but it may have been Nils because he is part of Bruce's band. Right, I think it. it is Nils. But either way, you have the Surgeon General of the United States 
calling for censorship. Listen to this dude, Vivek Murthy. What do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about COVID that continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it be Joe Rogan's podcast or all over Facebook? This is not just about what government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing that the only way we get past misinformation is if we are careful about what we see and we use the power that we have to limit the spread of that misinformation. So he's asking the uh, big tech companies, asking Spotify to censor Joe Rogan. By the way, people who are looking to censor podcasts, they're the same kind of people who burn books. I agree. The, the censors are never the good guys. Burning books is a bad thing. We have different technology than print, but it's the same damn thing. That's what these people are doing. It's really gross. It's disgusting. The latest uh, is that the uh, CDC has now come out and said that uh, natural immunity, they've been ignoring it forever. You've been banned from Twitter if you said it. Natural immunity gives you better protection than vaccines by a mile, by like six times. They just acknowledge that. People on Joe Rogan's podcast have been saying that and being vilified, have been vilified for it. it so so that's an, another example where the government was wrong, the CDC, along with uh, lockdowns, school closures, masks, and now natural immunity. They finally acknowledge that that is that can give you protection, a lot better protection than vaccines. So, and Joe Rogan actually commented on it yesterday. We don't have time to play the clip. The last thing I j- just want to mention no, one, is One that, more piece on that is going to make you angry then if, if that's true because the cops, cops that are not getting that first dose, they will be fired, uh, according to a report yes. that I, I oh, just saw absolutely. today. Yeah. They've already fired nurses, police officers. We have staffing shortages in hospitals because the CDC got it wrong because they won't. They didn't acknowledge Natural immunity does give you protection. So then protection. why today am I reading today that officers who don't get that first dose are going to be fired? If we know all this and you just laid it all out, why are they Why are they actually threatening officers this morning? It's not an old story. It's today. That is an excellent question. They shouldn't be. And the C- trust me when I tell you, the CDC came out and acknowledged natural immunity. And that should change. That, that is yeah, a game Yeah, but you've got to be careful because, yes, the CDC did come out and say that. We've had doctors on our show tell us that for months Heading back to Nicole Sapphire and Mark Siegel. But I have a hard time, I'm sorry, Bernie, uh, telling the folks if the CDC said it, go with it. Because the truth is, they've been incorrect as often as Anthony Fauci. No, that's true. That's true. But in this case, they were incorrect for a long time, and they finally corrected themselves. Europe, by the way, Europe's vaccine passport cards, it is uh, vaccines, boosters, and natural immunity. They've been doing that for a long time. And by the way, the U.K., Ireland, Denmark, all restrictions, gone. gone. The pandemic is over as far as they concerned. I know concerned. that because I'm shipping off um, my daughter, Ava, to the U.K. to go look at some colleges and hang out with Toby on February the 13th. She's going for 13 days. On her way to England, no restrictions. Just the last thing, I just want to acknowledge this uh, with Joe Biden. He had a conversation with uh, the president of the Ukraine last week, Zelensky, who, by the way, and it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. Jake Tapper reported that. Uh, I'm not going to play the clip. I don't have time. But uh, they won't release the transcript. Remember the release the transcript of the Trump-Zelensky call? Remember that mantra? Sure. And he finally released the transcript. Joe Biden will not release the transcript. By the way, Zelensky is saying, hey, Kiev is fine. Kiev is safer to, to, to live in than Los Angeles, for God's sake. <laughs> Stop hyping this war. And it's scaring the hell out of people. That's Zelensky saying stuff like that. Uh, but to release that damn transcript, 
so we can see what was what transpired between Biden. Is this a wag the dog situation that Biden is is pumping up, or is this really? I know they've amassed troops on the border, but uh, is war imminent, or are we just doing this as a distraction from all the failures? The twenty nine percent approval rating for inflation, the, uh, the 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 poll numbers that I just cited about hiring a woman, a black woman for the Supreme Court, as opposed to somebody based on merit. Uh, that's the question. They won't release the transcript. All right, Rich Lowry will join us at 740. That could be a good question for Rich. He's always great on a Monday morning. And, of course, he's, uh, he's the editor of National Review. Coming up at 840, we'll talk to gubernatorial hopeful Rob Astorino. He was uh, the cover of the New York Post yesterday, involved in a major story. And the former chief of police, Joe Esposito, will join us coming up at 9.05. All this after Bill O'Reilly's morning message. That's coming up next. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, Donald Trump held a big rally over the weekend in Texas as he steps up his campaign to be re-elected president in 2024. Yes, Virginia, he is running, but he cannot announce officially until next year at this time because of campaign finance regulations. That means he's raising money now to run again, but all that money goes into a political action committee. Once he announces, the donations will go directly to his presidential campaign. So he doesn't want to announce too early. He wants to build up that PAC money. Now, the president is doing these rallies to keep his supporters jazzed up. But it is very different than what he did with me in the Trump O'Reilly history tour. So to give you a look at that tour, which took place in December, on President's Week, February 18th to the 21st, On BillOReilly.com, you will be able to see what Donald Trump told me. And he's completely different there than he is in his rallies. So please go to BillOReilly.com and sign up for that. Mr. Trump should run on his record. He should stop looking back to the 2020 election. Because at this point, he has a chance. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Journey, when you love a woman, it's 732 on your Monday morning. Welcome back to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, which Lowry, National Review, set to join us in about eight minutes. He's always great on a Monday morning. We'll talk to Rob Astorino coming up at 840, Joe Esposito. Coming up at uh, 9.05, the whole crew is here. Justin Ellick, Luke Lograno, 
Pastino Cristina, Mike Garcia, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine. Uh, Pete was here with his Ranger jersey on, but uh, he's gone. Did you go home or something? I guess he's allowed to go home at some point, right? Well, that was yeah, well, he's not technically, <laughs> um, he's not he's a, not on uh, our everyday show. part right. of our team. He's not. No, he's not. Super Bowl 56 is all set. The Rams will take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Be the first time for the Rams in just a couple of years. They played against Tom Brady and the Patriots about two years ago, and me and Bernie went to that Super Bowl and covered it live on Radio Row from two days in Atlanta. And uh, for the Bengals, this will be the first time in the Super Bowl since the 1988 season, which was played in 1989. I was there, Miami, Florida, when Boomer Esiason and the Bengals nearly beat the 49ers, but Joe Montana, those heroics, throwing a touchdown pass to John Taylor late in that game, and they came back to, uh, to win that one. And there's a famous story... I believe it was that Super Bowl, but I'm not, it was. The the Bengals had taken the lead late in that game, Bernie, very late in that game. And uh, the 49ers started the last possession, like, on their own 10-yard line. And they needed a touchdown to win. And the famous story is is that everybody was nervous in the huddle, all the offensive linemen and Roger Craig and Jerry Rice and John Taylor. And as Joe Montana made his way to the huddle, uh, the players were waiting for him to make the, the play call. You know, they're all nervous. And, and Joe Montana looks up and he goes, hey, guys. And you can actually see him pointing in the video. Hey, guys, look at that. That's John Candy in the stands. <laughs> and the guys were like, this guy, we're 90 yards away from winning the Super Bowl. The world is basically on our shoulders. This game is on the line. And Joe Montana is so cool, he wasn't even worried. He goes, look, there's John Candy. And to a man, they all said, at that point, 90 yards away, late in the game, they knew they were going to win. How about that? He was, he was starstruck, and, uh, yeah, he, he was uh, able to focus, multitask, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But uh, that is a Sid Rosenberg move, if you ask me, <laughs> right there. No, but Montana did go on to say later that it was somewhat calculated in that, yes, he's a, he was a John Candy fan, John's long dead, but that he really wanted his guys to know that it's okay. We're going to get this done. Right. Don't be nervous. It's going to be all right. And it worked because the guys actually admitted right then and there. They said, we knew Joe Montana would lead us to a win. And they beat Boomer Esiason and the Bengals. And now the Bengals are back in the Super Bowl, this time with Joe Burrow. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Again, which Lowry, uh, Rob Astorino, and Joe Esposito still to come. But there's more business to be done right now. Chances are, cause I wear a silly grin The moment you come into view Chances are you think that I'm in love with you Thank you, Uncle Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, this is not my ode to Rich Lowry, but it's a beautiful song, Johnny <laughs> Mathis. <laughs> Uh, we are heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Also out in Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your computers, wabcradio.tv. It's an interesting look. Give it a shot, folks. Right now, every Monday at 740, we're honored to bring in our good friend. Uh, he's the editor of the National Review. He appears on all kinds of political talk shows. He's brilliant. His name is Rich Lowry. Good morning, Rich. 
Hey, how's it going? That's uh, quite a switch from Funky Cold Medina last week. Which I couldn't get out of my head for days. Wow, how about that? How about that? <laughs> We're eclectic, if nothing else, Rich Lowry. That's, that's exactly what we are. Hey, Rich, uh, listen, uh, I, I, you're a big sports guy. You tweeted sports. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, one thing that struck me uh, over the weekend was that, well, of course, Joe Biden says he's going to pick a black female for the Supreme Court. And ABC Ipsos did a poll. And the poll came back that said that 76% of all people, everybody, consider, they said he should consider all possible nominees, only 23% that he said he should consider only black women, and 54% of Democrats said he should consider all nominees, uh, uh, adhering, uh, once again, to Martin Luther King's content of their character and not the color of their skin. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, another indication there's still a lot of common sense out there in the American public. Of course he should consider all candidates. Why should there be a racial and gender test for his nominee? It makes zero sense, and this debate is just going to be so annoying because people who say that are going to be accused of racism. I mean, it's, it's already happened. People said, well, you know, th- th- this, there's this guy over here that I think is the best jurist, and you, it's, it's uh, stupid to reject him because, you know, you're insisting on a black woman that, oh, you're racist. I mean, it's just – it's completely – Absurd. He yeah. obviously should go for the, for the most uh, talented and impressive jurist, which is good for their side. You know, H- having a Scalia for the right was a dream because he, he was was so intellectually uh, talented and so good at it. He could uh, he'd sort of change the way people looked at the Constitution. You should want that rather than an affirmative action nominee if you're on the left. By the way, I'm trying to repair the relationship I've got and the show has, quite frankly, with Eric Adams but Eric Adams has pretty much done the same thing. I mean, time and time again, it's a woman, it's a black woman, it's a uh, it, it's some it's some pandering to somebody. He has done that time and time again. I think as much, if not more, than Joe Biden. Now, uh, China, that is our number one enemy. It ain't Russia. We know that, right? I know Russia, Ukraine, all the nonsense, Putin. It's all about China. Yet, as I said to Bernie earlier this morning. I, for one, am looking forward to the Olympics coming up on Thursday night because I happen to love the Winter Olympics. I'm happy for these kids who have trained their whole lives to get the opportunity to perform in front of the world. But I'm not stupid. I realize that, of course, China unleashed this deadly virus, as well as waking up every day, the folks in charge, they're trying to figure out ways to screw us here in the United States. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. But, but I'm going to watch the games. I'm rooting for our kids, and I think we should be there. What do you think? I'll watch the opening ceremony just for to see how they're propagandizing, because you know, as a news event. But I'm not going to watch any of the the game. Why not? Uh, I I think it's appalling that it's in China. This was a crazy decision; never should have been made. But it's not the but but it's not the kids' fault. It's not the kids' fault. No, I, I I I recognize that, but I'm still I'm just not going to watch. I mean, they're, they're there and they can get their medals, um, you know, if they earn them and they can comp- compete. You know, I don't begrudge them that. I'm just not going to watch. I'm not going to give anyone any money for for being there covering it. I just think it's it's appalling. I mean, they're going to surveil every single one of these kids. You know, God forbid one of them says something, you know, about how human rights. <laughs> they may be detained. Yeah. Um, and th- then they're going to, as soon as it's over, they're going to continue their planning to invade Taiwan and pr- perhaps wage a war against the United States. So the, the IOC is the ultimate culprit here. You know, they, they set this in motion and they never should have years ago. But I, I think it's a dreadful mistake. Uh, Justin, cancel Scott Hamilton. 
Cancel him. Get him out. <laughs> Get him out. We don't need him. He's, he's, he's a Chinese uh, collaborator. Communist Chinese. Uh, listen, we're speaking with Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sitchell. He's the editor of the National Review and a brilliant guy. Rich, another thing that struck me, uh, uh, well, last week, actually, the CDC finally acknowledging that natural immunity works better than vaccines. And if you had said that, say, on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, they'd be calling for you uh, to be censored. And so that's a fact. Natural immunity is better. They resisted that for a long time. The CDC got it wrong for a long time. Nurses, cops got fired because of it. Nursing shortages, et cetera, et cetera. Also, you wrote about how school mask mandates, how the left is losing the debate. The tide is turning on this uh, whole COVID derangement syndrome. Uh, Your thoughts on that? Yeah, so this disparity you're talking about where you could say things that were just factual and you'd get canceled, you'd get shut down by YouTube. I mean, we still see it now. Dan Bongino said on YouTube that cloth masks are worthless, which basically the CDC has now said, but YouTube yep. hasn't caught up with the facts and, and suspended his YouTube channel over it. But this school mask debate, we've had seen pieces in The Atlantic and The Washington Post, even a New York Times columnist saying that this makes no sense. Why are we doing this? That no one else in the world recommends the way the CDC does masking uh, kids age two and above. Um, no one, no one does. And there's just no way. You know, all these kids have been wearing cloth masks. They don't make any difference. They're not going to wear them properly anyway. They're going to degrade during the day. You know, they they get wet and all the rest of it. So this has just been theater to make, uh, I guess, to make teachers or to make various uh, COVID Karens feel better. But, you know, all the teachers in the United States basically are vaccinated. You know, there's nothing stop, stopping them from all getting vaccinated and boosted. So there's just no reason to do this to kids. So I was watching uh, Newsmax on uh, Saturday night, and uh, I saw you. I know you tried to be inconspicuous and discreet as you possibly can, Rich. I saw you reveling with those hundreds of thousands of folks in Texas at that Donald Trump rally. Did you love it? Did you love it or what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of these uh, these rallies? I, I mean, you know, like O'Reilly was on with us last week, and he doesn't like them. He doesn't like these rallies. He, he doesn't like Why? when – because he doesn't think Trump needs to continuously remind people how great he is and how bad Biden is. He thinks Biden, just by going, waking up every single day, fails. Just by waking up, yeah. he fails. What do you think about the Trump rallies? I, uh, you know, I, I just sort of take them as an inherent part of the Trump phenomenon. So, so long as he's a, a vital political player, this is what he's going to do. You know, it's like. Um, well, but, but his point, but O'Reilly's point. But let me give you O'Reilly's point. O'Reilly's point is like Christina, for example, she loves Trump. She's going to watch it. But for somebody who's kind of not sure and maybe now they're drifting away from the mm-hmm. Democrats, they may see this and say, wow, this guy really is too full of himself. I, that's O'Reilly's point. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think it helps grab people that don't already love President Trump. The thing that I would say, you know, he's not going to listen to me, but just the complete obsession. There was a statement yesterday about the 2020 election. He needs to get beyond that. Um, and, and there's just no way he's going to win in 2024 running on uh, relitigating 2020. Everyone is kind of future-oriented in American politics, even if they have, have the darkest view of what happened in that election. So that, that's, that's what I would say. But um, whatever anyone thinks about the rallies, he's going to do them. I mean, he's just he's good at them. He loves the, the high of uh, being in front of so many people and ginning them up. And it's just 
it's, as I say, it's kind of unalterably associated with the Donald Trump political phenomenon. Rich Lowry, again on the Bernie and Sid Show, editor of the National Review. I, I actually agree with you on a relitigating the 2020 election. It's kind of the emphasis. I mean, these people are hanging themselves. Let them hang themselves. Stop, stop giving mm-hmm. them fodder to hang you uh, is what I would advise Donald Trump. Bill O'Reilly says the same thing. Uh, Rich, I mentioned, of course, the Supreme Court, uh, that, that poll, 76% of Americans say consider all nominees. I mentioned the CDC flipping. You did as well. You wrote about it. The tide is turning. And then, of course, we had this uh, uh, these tragic murders of the NYPD officers, the funeral on Friday, the outpouring of grief and love and respect for police. Uh, are we witnessing a tide uh, change, uh, you know, sort of uh, yep. a, a difference in the mentality sentiments amongst, uh, you know, various topics, including those towards law enforcement? Yeah, I think there's a, a big backlash going on across the board. The question in New York, of course, and, you know, since Sid, has been on this is, what what are we going to do about it, right? right. I mean, qu- clearly the 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 guy won the the morality mayorality because of what he's saying about crime. The the sentiment is there, the outrage is there. Um, but w- what what's going to happen now? It's great that he's he's reconstituting this an- undercover anti gun unit that never should have been suspended. But but we need we need more than that. But clearly, New Yorkers are ready. Right, but uh, it all comes down to action and not words, and uh, right now there's still a lot of words out there, not a lot of action. All right, it's still early, and the beauty about the Super Bowl is you get two weeks, so you can change your mind next week. You're back again <laughs> next Monday. What is the day after early Super Bowl pick from which Larry? <laughs> I guess the Bengals. I guess I'm going with the, wow. the, the more talented quarterback. I mean, that was just a, a shocker. I never would have expected it, but you kind of had that feeling when the Chiefs left those points on the board at the end of the first half, and it completely, yep. like, idiotic, yep. careless uh, time management that it might cost them, and, and sure enough, it did. And these games are just so narrow in, in the playoffs. The Bengals have won twice now, two weeks running, on a deflected, intercepted pass that's right. right at the end of the game. Yep, that's true. Uh, and it comes down to really a play just like that that will uh, get it done. And there you have it. Because I know as a child, which you grew up uh, on Long Island, and your hero was Boomer Esaias. And so <laughs> 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 maybe not. Uh, listen, as always, excellent job. Thank you for hopping on this morning. And we'll talk next week when we're closer to Super Bowl right. 56. Thanks, fellas. Have a great week. All right. Thanks, Rich, there Rich. he is. Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review, and covered a, a variety of topics there, just about everything you can think of. That's why Rich is so good on a Monday morning. Still to come, gubernatorial hopeful uh, Rob Astorino, he'll join us at 840. He was a big story in yesterday's New York Post. And the former chief of police, Joe Esposito, he'll be here at 905, already halfway through. We're moving quickly. It's Bernie and Sid on a Monday. Finally feel the way I do. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. We will speak with, he's running for governor, former Westchester County executive, smart guy, radio executive in the past, Rob Astorino, 
We'll also speak with one of the hero cops from uh, 9-11. He was, the, uh, he was just a great guy, cleaned out Zuccotti Park. Chief Esposito, Joe Esposito, we'll speak with him as well. Hey, listen, speaking of Astorino, just to whet your appetite, he didn't get credit for this big news story, which was mentioned yesterday on Fox News Sunday. Take a listen to this. The administration had been sending these flights in the middle of the night. We saw this in Westchester County. This is from August, and Rob Astorino wants to be the governor of New York. He got this video. We released it. And I'm just curious what you hear, if anything, from the Biden administration. Do they have a sense of how Americans are feeling about seeing things like this? (laughs) They seem to be totally clueless about it, and they're doing everything they can to conceal these things. I mean, you've seen that video with the flights landing in New York. You've probably seen the video. There you have it. That's good enough. I just wanted to... uh... Rob Astorino, again, got scant credit for it. It's a big deal, these sneaky people. If they thought they were doing the right thing, they wouldn't be doing it in the dead of night. We'll speak to Astorino about that. And, again, Chief Esposito coming up on the Bernie and Sid Show. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays, talking about the auctions, and talking about sweet time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end. How's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what you do? And he said... Ah, the great Tim McGraw talking about his relationship with his father, the former New York Met and Philadelphia Philly great Tug McGraw, when he found out his father had cancer. They'd not have much of a relationship most of his life. And then later on in life, he married Faith Hill and talked there about finding out his dad was dying of cancer. They ended up going to all these events together. Tim McGraw, who was in that show 1883 alongside Faith Hill, which is, the, of course, the prequel to Yellowstone, which I've not gotten into, I must admit, I, I have not. I love Yellowstone. It's the best show on television. I cannot get into 1883. I'm not there. Uh, I spent the weekend watching Ozark. I'm not sure. Bernie, have you watched Ozark in the past? I have not, to uh, my everlasting chagrin. Oh, and you got him. You have to. But listen, is it a requisite uh, to, to watch season four? Do you have to have watched yes. season one, two, and three? Yes, you do. You do. That, uh, that hurts. Yeah, that it hurts. hurts. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, season four, I binge-watched it with Danielle on Saturday, seven episodes. There'll be two or three more. Dexter did the same thing I mentioned earlier. Dexter had eight. 
And then they came out with one the beginning of January and the 10th and final episode the second week of January. Here we've got the first seven for Ozark in season four. And last we see Ruthie is very upset. I can't give away why she's upset. But she got a gun and she crying and she's going to kick some ass. What is it, Mike Garcia? Put his mic on. Go ahead, Mike. There you go, Justin. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> no, I just want to say that part two most likely will be coming out in a few months. Few months? In a few months. Oh. Because Come on. Um, the Emmys are just around the corner, so they want to make sure that everything is done before then. Oh, my God. I can't wait a couple of months. I, 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 I went to make popcorn on Saturday for episode eight. I had no idea there were two parts. Yeah, this first part is seven episodes. Second part is another seven episodes in a few months. Wow, I will say this. Yellowstone's the best show on TV. Ozark is a very close second. Very close second. Jason Bateman is unbelievable. And Laura Linney, my God, is she good. So uh, check it out. She's so good, These uh, All these shows, have you noticed uh, one thing uh, in common with all shows on all networks, uh, broadcast, streaming, et cetera, et cetera? None of them, and that goes for Sex and the City and everything, None of them have acknowledged the pandemic. No masks, no nothing. No, no, no none that I can. Isn't that weird? Yes, I'm trying to think. Um, the, well, well, they live in the Ozarks. Those people out there don't care, <laughs> to be honest. Um, none of these shows take place in New York City. Yellowstone's in Montana. No, but, but the pandemic, obviously, it's a nationwide. It's worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not one, there's nothing, not a tip of the hat, nothing whatsoever acknowledging the pandemic. I just think that's a, a little bizarre. It's probably difficult to work it in because then you'd have to continue to work it in. Right. People with masks, uh, attractive women with masks, guys, whatever. doesn't work. But still, it just it's, it, it seems odd to me. No, that's a good point. Now that I think about it, I watch all these things. I mean, I've given you guys 90 things to watch the last couple of weeks, and I don't remember masks uh, in any of them. I can't think of one. But anyway, that is uh, that's uh, the other thing I watched this weekend, which I brought up earlier, which is brilliant is the Ben Affleck movie, which I saw on Amazon Prime a week after a journal for Jordan, and it is called The Tender Bar, and it is a five-star movie. Denzel Washington directed a journal for Jordan that was great, starring Michael B. Jordan, and this one is directed by George Clooney, and it is real, I mean, really good. This is Ben Affleck's best performance ever, ever. It's not even close. So uh, check that out. It's uh, The Tender Bar. It's also on Amazon Prime. But the big story this weekend, of course, I believe, in my opinion, Bernie, we'll get to Rob Astor. We know that's a big story, obviously. Biden's always a big story. But it was the the uh, the morning after the funeral, which I did attend on Friday. And again, uh, thank uh, thanks to a couple of police officers. I forgot their names. I'm embarrassed to say it. I apologize. But a few cops that literally grabbed me along the way and walked me right to St. Patrick's Cathedral where eventually Chief of Police Joe Esposito, who will join us at 9.05, got me inside the funeral. And we're going to go together on Wednesday again, me and Joe, to Moore's funeral. Being inside that church, uh, literally a couple of rows behind Chuck Schumer, that animal, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Kirsten Gillenbrand sat next to him, and she's uh, uh, really yeah, disgusting. Yeah. And then to my right, about four rows in front of me, were Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul and Letitia James and those types of folks. Uh, All of the people responsible for yeah. the, 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 the dead officer, yes. for, responsible for their deaths and this uh, lawlessness that's occurring right now. That's right. And, and for most of the funeral, nobody acknowledged that because everybody was upset and all that nonsense. You know, I, I told you it's going to be a bunch of phonies and liars. And that's the way it went. I told you that I thought Kristen uh, Keyshawn Shul, the new police commissioner, stole the day uh, of all the of all the officials. And I thought Pat Lynch was very good, too. I thought Eric Adams was boring. 
I thought Jewel, uh, Shul, I should say, stole the day. But um, after his brother spoke, late Jason Rivera, his brother Jeff, who was really, really terrific, his wife spoke. Um, you know, she told the story that uh, he would drive her to work, and on that day they got in a fight, so she took an Uber, and they didn't talk all day, which was very rare in their relationship. And then she found out a couple of cops were shot. She texted him later on that night and said, look, I know we're fighting. I know you're mad. Just text me. Tell me you're okay. And, of course, she never got that text back. But she did say that the system has failed us. And uh, without mentioning Bragg by name, she did mention his office. So it took a long time, a couple of hours. But right before we all left the church, it was nice to hear somebody take these people to task. And she did just that. She really did. It, uh, it was terrific. And she got a I, – I think it's worthy of uh, airing uh, because it's short and she got a rousing applause at the end. Uh, uh, Justin, I think it's cut 17, if you don't mind. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's tough being there. Very, very sad. I mean, here's Joe Esposito sitting to my right. This guy's a pillar of tough, like Bo Deedle, just like Bo Deedle. And he was in tears. The whole place was in tears, really, when the brother and the wife spoke. And I expect Wednesday for more, it'll be much of the same when I go with uh, Joe to that. And then, of course, the fallout this weekend, Bernie, all these people... Talk about animals, real animals, including this teacher. Thank God he was fired in Brooklyn who uh, wanted to see violence uh, taken against the cops. They're hoping something goes down on Wednesday. Unbelievable. They're angry. They're, they say things like, well, wait a second. These cops kill 22-year-olds every single day. Who cares about Jason Rivera? Do you believe, Bernie, this is uh, some of the rhetoric out there in America today? And this is a guy who's teaching your kids. Not, well, not your kids, but, I mean, he's a teacher. I mean, if he didn't write that tweet, let's say he didn't write that uh, oh, Instagram, but wherever, wherever he put it, uh, he'd still be teaching kids. And yeah. what, is he, what is he teaching them? This is what the brainwashing the, that's going on that nobody knows about with our kids in public schools these days. It is disgusting. Yeah, it was refreshing. A little too – it took about 24 hours uh, too late for them to fire him. But they did fire him. Well, so it was to, the weekend, to too. They did fire him. It was the weekend. So, yeah. He, yeah. He got fired. They exposed this other guy who wanted to um, have more attacks on Asians. He wants something to go down on Wednesday. Also, a white supremacist, whatever this guy's name is. He also – and this uh, – they call her an actress. She's not an actress. She's, she's done nothing. She's on TikTok. But Some she idiot. came out and said some nasty things, too. Right, Bern? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we have that clip as well. And this is – this kind of uh, – well, it, it, it just it shows you what these crazy, lunatic, woke, uh, hateful, ignorant mutts are thinking. Take a listen to her. We do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. incorrectly. They kill people you who are under 22 every single day for Ugh. no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. Ugh. See that? They kill 22-year-olds for some reason. We don't shut down right. the city for them. This is, these are people that live amongst us. It's just – and by the way, you know who I did not see on Friday with all the names I just mentioned? And they're all phonies and liars, all of them. I'd rather they weren't there, but at least they showed up. You know who wasn't there? AOC. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? She didn't belong there. Uh, in fact, uh, Alvin Bragg was there. You, you mentioned Schumer and Gillibrand. They did not belong there. I would rather them n not have been there. 
I'm glad she wasn't there. What about the governor? Made... What do you think about Governor Hochul, who's still, who's no still uh, all good with bail reform? Get her the hell out. Get out. She is part of the problem. She's the one who appointed as lieutenant governor a Black Lives Matter supporting defund the police uh, uh, former assemblyman, state assemblyman. She appointed that guy. So that's her mentality as well. She appointed him as a lieutenant governor. Opposing bail, re- how could you oppose bail reform at this point? Not give judge. <laughs> New York State is the only state in the nation that doesn't give judges the discretion to not uh, grant bail to people who they deem violent. New York State's the only state in the nation, yep. and this idiot is against it. Is against it. It's really gross. We got a name and shame. Name and shame. Uh, Stuart Cousins, Carl Heasty. I mean, uh, Joe Biden's coming here on uh, Thursday. With that, he says he stands in solidarity with Adams over the bail reform thing. Yeah. I want to hear some naming and shaming these people. The New York Post did it yesterday. They listed a bunch of uh, names of people, important people in the state assembly and the state senate. They have to be called out personally Agreed. to let that, that they have blood on their hands. And by the way, this Judge Dennis Boyle, I actually heard him mentioned on Fox News, and his, his picture was in the uh, New York Post yesterday. I've called him out in the past. Dennis Boyle, a lenient judge who released a guy with a lot of priors, ended up shooting a cop. you got to name and shame these people in order for to affect change. About 60 seconds. Bernie uh, talks about Joe Biden coming on Thursday. I thought he was coming for Morris' funeral Wednesday, but clearly he's not doing that. Talking about Biden, the guy that hopefully is going to beat him or somebody in 2024 and become the second-ever Grover Cleveland Donald Trump was out there in Texas on Saturday, had a huge, huge, enthusiastic crowd. And our very own Christina, who never misses Donald Trump. In about 60 seconds, Chris, give us the uh, the summary of what you saw from your hero on Saturday night. Uh, the summary, I would say, is that he basically, he, you know, he wasn't obnoxious. I, I feel like he just made really valid points about where the country was under him and where it is now, which I think is... It's indisputable. Even if you don't like him, you've had to agree that we were much safer. Uh, you know, it's funny. He was talking about how they would always say, oh, Donald Trump's going to cause, cause World War Three. Yeah. Really? Uh, we're, you know, a year in and we're already talking about a war, you know, mm-hmm. under Biden. So, yeah, I mean, even if you don't like him, it was definitely worth watching just as a reminder of where we were and where we are now. Well, you did watch it, Bernard, and uh, I know you played a clip earlier. It was actually a really good clip talking about Biden and uh, some of his uh, really, really horrible foreign policy. Well, play that again, Bernie. I thought that was very good earlier. Let's wrap up the segment with uh, the former, the greatest one-term president in the history of the United States. Take a listen to Donald Trump in Texas over the weekend. With Biden and the radical left, it's always America last, and that's what they do. You look at these horrible deals they make throughout the world. Everyone in Washington is obsessing over how to protect Ukraine's border, but the most important border in the world right now for us is not Ukraine's border, it's America's border, and we do nothing about it but let people come in, and we have no idea who they are. The first duty of the American president is to defend the American border. Before our leaders talk about invasions of other countries, they need to stop the invasion of this 
country. You know, we had the safest border, the strongest border that we've ever had just one year ago. And before Joe Biden send any troops to defend a border in Eastern Europe, he should be sending troops to defend our border right here in Texas. All right. said President Trump, by the way, the guy who killed the cop in Houston last yep. week, yep. an illegal immigrant wanted for murder in El Salvador, an illegal immigrant no killed surprise. that cop down in Houston. Yep. The border, Joe Biden, you have blood on your hands with the fentanyl and uh, all these thugs and rapists and uh, child molesters coming across the border. On a, uh, I guess, on a lighter note, Super Bowl 56, we covered a lot this segment, is all set. And it'll be Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals taking on Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams from the great state of California coming up on Sunday, Feb 13. Still to come, Rob Astorino and Joe Esposito, 1-800-848-WABC, one 800 9222 Been a great Monday show. Lots more to do. Keep it right here. Lydia Reports is coming up next, right here on Bernie and Sid. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, Joe Rogan is sort of apologizing for the controversy now swirling around Spotify due to his alleged uh, COVID misinformation. You know, Spotify carries his podcast. Each episode alone gets about 11 million listeners, and his episodes are like three hours long. I was he he just posted a video overnight on his Instagram, and he said, "Listen, these are just simple conversations with people ranging from." celebrities to physicians and the two episodes that are in question that are a lot of people are up in arms about one of them is with dr peter mccullough and he's a cardiologist who is world renowned the guy has more published literature more uh studies attributed everything to him than any other physician in the world the other guy is dr robert malone who's a co-inventor of the mrna vaccine the technology behind it the guy's got like a dozen patents behind his name so these aren't like two joe schmoes he interviewed off the street these are two like legitimate medical experts that people are going crazy about and then rogan said listen after each one of these controversial guests i'm gonna have somebody of an opposing view maybe more quickly he did have on son dr sanjay gupta who did disagree with these guys and it turns out dr sanjay gupta was wrong and Rogan brings yeah. up a good point because he said what's misinformation, considered misinformation, might not be misinformation six months from now. Take a listen and hear what he says. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID. You would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. He's right. So, oh, that's right. People- how can people not see that, that what he's saying is so true? And, and by the way, it's not him even espousing these points of views. It's these credited, uh, very credible doctors who are uh, censored from appearing on CNN, mainstream media, and Twitter because of what they say. But uh, these people who want to ban podcasts, they're the same people who in the past used to want to burn books. That's what they are. These are conversations. These are ideas, opposing opinions. 
He's right about that. The CDC came out and they said that natural immunity is better than a vaccine for preventing uh, infections. That actually came out last week. That would have got you kicked off Twitter. That would have got you freaking thrown into Guantanamo if you said that uh, six months ago. And now the CDC acknowledges that it's true. And they still want to take this guy off uh, off uh, Spotify because Meghan and Harry are upset over it because somebody told them to speak up because they took $25 million from Spotify. It's ridiculous. It, it is. It, it, the censors are the bad guys. And you have the Surgeon General calling for Spotify to censor Joe Rogan. The Surgeon General, instead of fighting back and just disputing whatever it is that these doctors said, just 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 disagree. Make your case. It, it, no. Instead of that, just censor them. Get them off. Kick them off. Kick their asses off the podcast. And uh, that's that. It's wrong. Again, book burners. That's who these people are. It is. It's it's in it's incredible because he's he's right. Remember, it was considered a big conspiracy theory if you would have said that the COVID came from a Wuhan lab. And like he said, now it's on the cover of Newsweek. It's not him. He says, listen, I'm just a regular guy just having simple conversations with these people. A lot of it, he said, is just kind of spontaneous. And that's what the beauty and the charm kind of of his episodes are. So he says, I don't really know what's going to come out of these people's mouths and we just go back and forth and talk about it and he says he wasn't aiming to be controversial or crazy he just likes to get all the information out there which is what we kind of try to do here at wabc says i'm not a doctor and i agree if you're taking medical advice from joe rogan then you've got bigger problems you've got bigger problems than this than than a podcast like you said he acknowledges that he's just a regular joe schmo having conversations with people who are a lot smarter and a lot more knowledgeable than he is. Again, he's not the one necessarily espousing these points of views. It's these people. And what's wrong with having conversations and opposing points of view? Isn't that what the scientific method is all about? And again, as he pointed out, what what was uh, conventional wisdom six months ago is now out the door. It's out the window. It's now it's it's been it's been uh, debunked. So uh, misinformation a very, very uh, fungible term, if I may use a $3 word. Very good Lydia word. Serrano. Very, fungible. very good. Fungible. You like that. And, and science good. is always evolving. And But what's not evolving is Michael Rappaport said, I'm going to have a bone to pick with him because Michael Rappaport was the one that was pretty much anti-police. He was very liberal. He's very pro-Democrat. And now he wants to be and complain he's not about an, he's not the, anti-police. The, He's very well, liberal. He's That's not supportive true. of the police. Why does he support uh, politicians that uh, want to defund the police? It, it, because believe it or not, there are liberals out there that are also they're liberal, but they're not anti-police. He's one of those guys. He's he's very hypocritical. He'll be the first to tell you that he's all over the place. He likes some of Trump's policies. He didn't like some of them. He is everywhere, all over the place. But go ahead. Look, so, what did he do wrong now? He's evolving. No, he was- He's he well he was complaining about the pharmacies the Rite Aid's closing down because there's the shoplifting it's like stop complaining about something when you voted for this because you don't have to be a scientist or a genius unlike Dr Robert Malone and Dr Peter McCullough to know what was going to happen with these soft on crime policies just real quickly I want to play for you what this maniac said about the police cop funeral did you guys play this already about the cop funeral. Why isn't this guy under arrest? He also attacked an Asian cop, and the cop actually turned around and said he was going to sue him. And so now he's spouting off what he wants to do at Officer Morris' funeral. Take a listen. That'd have been a wet dream to f- that funeral up, bro. 
Oh, my goodness, sir. I can't wait. I'm looking for the next cop funeral. I'm going to f*** it up. Uh, uh, so yeah, he, I, know, I, I remember him attacking that uh, Asian police officer. So now he says yeah, he's going to F up the next cop funeral. Uh, you that's know, a, that's that, a terrorist threat. He should be in you're jail. Right about that. Uh, somebody should, uh, yeah, lock his ass up because of what he's... That is a terroristic threat. Uh, well, and he's not a, a white supremacist, between, by the way. What's that? He's not a white supremacist, by the way. And no. we have a minority-majority police department, so... I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. But it doesn't even, you know, like the teacher uh, out in uh, Coney Island Prep, his name is Chris Flanagan. He's whiter than me. He was the one who was espousing violence also. So well, these wokesters, these woketards out there, I mean, they, they come in, in, in all colors and uh, genders or whatever. They're just, I mean, this brainwashing that went on when, when they were in college. And, of course, that they're watching on the mainstream media for these past few years. Has really uh, sunk in with these people, and the, the 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 white teacher in Coney Island Prep, if he didn't put that tweet out, he'd still be teaching our kids. What the hell? What what, what could he possibly be saying? Uh, well, I can can imagine what he's possibly saying to these kids. It's it's brainwashing them, turning them into the next uh, cop hating, uh, America hating uh, woke cards that he is. It's really sickening. It, it is, uh, but maybe Sid would actually be one of those woke tards if we didn't have him in studio all the time because he would be too busy hanging out at uh, Michael Rappaport, like rubbing elbows with the That's other guy. out of I, touch. I like Mike. That's okay. I like, I, him. I like him as a person. I think he's funny. He's really funny. I like watching him. He's really funny. He does the, you know, bravaholic and he, all that stuff, but he's he should stay out of politics if he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but I mean, you could say that just uh, about just about everybody and uh, all the celebrities say they all do it. So at least uh, every now and then he comes across as rational. He was on with me and Bernie Thursday. He was great. Bernie loved him. Uh, he Bernie actually, loved him. Uh, he actually was seemed like he was amenable to voting for politicians, uh, non-Democrat politicians That's right. who are pro. You he's know, the Lord wrong order. guy to be picking on this morning, and he's hosting Wendy Williams today too. So leave him alone. <laughs> no, I I like him. I just want people to people like him to wake up. Don't just vote for somebody just because they're whatever letter, even, whether it be Republican or Democrat, vote for the right person because this but, is not good. This is not good that question. people are you allowed know, you're to you're steal so full and of drug it. deal Lydia, and Lydia, I'm going to call you out right now. You're so full of it. Don't give me <gasps> vote for the right person because you can't give me one Democrat in the world today that you would vote for. When you say vote for the right person, you're saying vote for Republicans, and that's fine, but don't tell me vote for the right person. You wouldn't vote for any democrat and you'd be right well back in the day i would have no, voted no, for right Bill now Clinton. right now would i was vote for any democrat I, not now okay so there's so, so far not for any left, person not, now. not not any that i can think of okay off so the that's top my, my point head. that's my point you're not saying right, vote for any right person now. you're saying vote republican that's what you're saying well you you know i'm trying to think because uh you know what <laughs> robert golden he's a city councilman in queens and he's a common sense democrat you also have if if uh, Governor Patterson were to run for office again, he's a common sense Democrat. I would vote for somebody like him in a heartbeat. He's so out there of, are those he's common out of sense for Democrats years. out there. Huh? He's out of office for twenty five years. No, but Patterson, yeah, uh, you never know. He could go back in. And you know what, Eric Adams, out of all the Democrats, if I one hundred, uh, you don't, you're not gonna. I would vote for him. I would have voted for him. He was the only. He seemed like the only one was versus Maya Wiley. Gonzalez, like Catherine Garcia, excuse me. I mean, he was he was the most common sense guy, and that's why he won. That is the true. Democrats. But, uh, I still would have voted for uh, Curtis Lewa, to be quite honest with you. 
So but then again, I'm biased. And maybe Tom Swazi. I would vote for maybe Tom Swazi oh, if I had God, to. Tom get Swazi. Maybe, oh. maybe if I had to. If I had to over Hochul, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, over, oh, oh yeah, well, in a primary, yeah, but not in a general election. You're going to vote for either Astorino, Zeldin, or Giuliani over. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I like Giuliani. I'm starting to like Giuliani. I like Zeldin. I like all three, so we shall see. I like what I hear. Speaking of which, we we will speak to Rob Astorino. I love you guys, though, anyway. See, we can agree nice to job. disagree. See, I love you guys. You're the best. The best. That's why you guys are the number one show in the morning in America. Love it. <laughs> yeah, Lydia Serrano, 5 o'clock on uh, Cats at Night. Thank you very much, Lydia. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, folks. It's easy to download on your phone. Also, Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCradio.tv. A very interesting look, folks. Check it out. Our next guest is a, uh, well, he's a real savvy, smart uh, uh, guy. He used to be the, the county executive of Westchester, Westchester County. His name is uh, Rob Astorino. And he created a firestorm last week, and he got scant credit for it, in my opinion. Uh, about this uh, Westchester County Airport, these nighttime flights landing in the airport. Rob filed a FOIA request, did Rob Astorino, and uh, again, it started, uh, it got great coverage, but his name wasn't <laughs> mentioned a lot. For his troubles, he's being called, labeled a bigot, et cetera, et cetera. Let's bring him in, Rob Astorino. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Bernie. I just uh, I'm still a little icked out thinking of Sid, you know, floating in his own filth in a bathtub. Probably oh, what do you mean on a stick. I'm the cleanest guy you know, Esther. We know. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> I bathe three times a day. I yeah. don't want to find out. You sure? Because you're invited over next time I take a bath, Rob. <laughs> I don't want to hear where these bubbles are coming from either. To be quite honest with you. By the way, uh, Rob Astorino is also running for governor in the state of New York, and he has a very good chance. So, Rob, so tell us what happened. Uh, you were, you, uh, be, being the county executive, you know that flights are not allowed to land after midnight or something like that at Westchester County Airport. You got wind that they were, and you wanted to do something about it. You wanted to find out what the hell was going on. Tell us about it. Well, if you remember last August, I mentioned on your show as well that these flights were coming in overnight. We're getting a lot of complaints from residents. And and so I confronted um, the airport people, the county, the state, the federal government, and I had a press conference. And, and we had video of migrants coming off these planes late at night. And one of these buses that take these migrants to wherever, because they won't answer the questions where, they went to a Costco parking lot uh, in Portchester near the airport, opened the door, and out they went into waiting cars. These were adult males, by the way, not unaccompanied children. Mm -hmm. So I asked the questions back in August, and, you know, everyone deflected and called me a racist and lied and said it was only little kids with backpacks. Totally, totally untrue. Some were. But they also wouldn't tell us where they were going, what schools, what communities. We found out they were going to Westchester, Long Island, and other suburban areas. Now fast forward. Uh, these flights basically stopped in, in October or so, but I did get the video with was police body camera, and it, conf it confirmed everything that I knew to be true and that the Biden administration and the state, quite frankly, were lying about. 
And on this, this cam footage, and you can go to robastorino.com or you know, any of my social media at Rob Astorino and look at it if you haven't seen it, but it's really damning because the, the police sergeant is, is telling these government contractors with the plane in the background, you know, people on the tarmac, he's asking these guys, you know, where do you work, what's going on, and they won't even show him their, their identification that's how crazy it is. They're like, we're not allowed to show you ID. The cop's like, excuse me? <laughs> this is, I'm securing the perimeter here. This is my job. They also said everything's on the hush-hush. It's supposed to be on the down low because they don't want, they meaning the federal government, Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, they don't want the public or the media to know about these flights coming in because it would, quote, be a betrayal to the American people. Now think about that. Wow. These were these secret flights taking people from the southern border, bringing them all over, and especially here in New York through Westchester County Airport, under the cover of darkness. They lied about it, deflected, called us bigots and racists, and then we show the evidence. Now, here's the crazy part. You guys know the stupid Twitter mob and some of the other morons. They are now saying, I'm lying. It was doctored video. It was fake video. You know? (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I'm being gaslighted. I have no idea what I just saw. You know, this reminds me, Rob, a lot of um, talking about the New York Post, how a good friend Miranda Devine, she broke that story about Hunter Biden uh, with a, I mean, uh, just a ton, ton of proof behind every story she told about him. Then, of course, you have Blinsky on with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, and no one seemed to care. They just didn't care. Uh, You know, Biden still won the election. Seems to me we've got another really, really big story here, and a great job out of you, investigative reporting, really breaking this thing and exposing it wide open. But just like the Hunter Biden story, I, I just don't know, like you just said, if people really want to know the truth and if they really, really care. It's frustrating to me. I think a lot of normal people care, and they're frustrated. And literally everywhere I've gone since last Wednesday when I was on Tucker, that's all people are coming up to me. Thank you for exposing this. What's next? I think the average normal person, including Democrats, are concerned because, first of all, our government is lying to us, right? That should, that should be obnoxious and concerning to everybody. And then, as important, this is a public safety issue. Forget the kids, okay, for a moment, because, you know, we all have different opinions, but we all care about kids, no, no question. And actually, all the people coming over, they're coming over because they're trying to escape their bad countries. But first and foremost, our government, number one, has to secure the borders, and number two, uh, obey the laws, our own laws. And they're they're not doing either one of them. So now we're getting adult males, who I saw and others have seen and we know is true. We saw that in the southern border on the Fox story. But here, they're coming off, they're getting into coach buses, and then literally just going into the communities. And we have no idea. The communities are not told who it is that's coming in what their background is, whether they have a criminal background check, health issues, where they're being placed, the services that me, you, everybody are paying, the taxpayers, what's this costing us? I mean, I know in schools, for instance, these kids that are coming in, they're coming in by the dozens into certain high schools. That's taking away, they don't speak English, so they need services, and that's taking away services from citizens and increasing costs. So no matter how you feel about it, we meaning Americans, New Yorkers, are being, are being screwed in some way, but we're paying the bill. And where's Kathy Hochul on this? She's been absolutely dead silent. She's actually been complicit. And, you know, she's so concerned about making sure 
you know, six-year-olds are masked all day in school or, you know, criminals get coddled than, than doing any of this to protect our own, our own communities. Yes, yeah, so Rob Astorino on the Bernie and Sid Show, he's running for governor in the state of New York. And uh, it did expose this uh, Westchester County Airport illegal immigrant thing. I will remind people that the Houston cop who was killed last week was killed by an illegal immigrant, an adult male, folks. We don't know who's coming in here and what they're going to do. Uh, Listen, in the time we have left, Rob Astorino, you brought up uh, Kathy Hochul. New York State is the only state that denies judges the discretion to, to, to not grant bail to dangerous people. New York State is the only state in the nation. Now, Kathy Hochul, uh, as opposed to uh, Eric Adams, she says she wants the law to remain. She wants it to stay the same. She's for this law that's gotten so many people killed, people of color, white people, all kinds of people. Uh, What do you make of that? And, uh, I mean, and and she also appointed as the lieutenant governor, did Kathy Hochul, a pro-BLM, defund the cop, uh, lieutenant governor, this guy Benjamin. Tell us about uh, Kathy Hochul. Well, her neck is, is permanently stuck in one direction, to the left. That's all she's looking at, and she's so afraid of a primary and her left that it really doesn't matter if people get killed, and people are getting killed by this law. And she's not going to do a thing about it, and she's basically said that. She said she had a, quote, tough talk with uh, Alvin Bragg. Yeah, okay, you really think that she's going to uh, take away the authority or remove from office a black district attorney who just got elected in her party, that will absolutely be a no-no. The fact that he has stated he's going to ignore the law should be the first reason why he should be going, no matter what color he is. And she, but that's the only thing she's going to see right now because of the primary. And so she's going to keep him in office. I would remove him immediately if he started to do this. So I think you know, she's just stuck looking left, and that's the only thing she's worried about, which means everyone else can go to hell. That's really what she's saying. It's mm-hmm. all about her. Yeah, no, it is gross. Uh, uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, I call her Kathy Hopeless Hochul, and uh, she's just a pandering coward is what she is. And we need somebody like Rob Astorino as governor to uh, to fix this thing. And we got to name and shame these people up there. Carl Heasty. Uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, name and shame the people who will not even allow a vote to be had on this no-cash bail law that's getting hundreds of people killed uh, in New York City and around New York State. Rob Astorino, we're out of time, but you've been great. Thanks for what you did in the Westchester County uh, illegal airport illegal immigrant uh, situation. And uh, come back, and uh, Godspeed. Thank you, Rob Astorino. Thank you, and a happy 17th birthday to my beautiful daughter, Kylie. Oh, how about that? Happy birthday, Kylie. Same age as uh, my daughter, Ava. Happy birthday, Kylie. All right, Rob. I'll see you for a bath on Saturday. (laughs) I'll be there promptly at 7. Rob, as you know, did say that he would uh, remove Alvin Bragg. Uh, He's the second gubernatorial hopeful to tell us that in the last week. Andrew Giuliani said the same thing a week ago. So we do know at least uh, that one side, one side, Continues to be rational. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Chief Joe Esposito and Beat Bernie still to come on this Monday edition of Bernie and Sid in the Morning. Only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. I'm in
77 WABC listeners, the great Van Morrison there. Following the fatal shooting of NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, it's more important than ever to show our police the support and respect they deserve. This Friday, 77 WABC is asking, what do you mean this Friday? It's got to be Wednesday. This is the old copy of Doofus. Mora gets uh, the funeral Wednesday. I'll be there. So it's got to be this Wednesday. Yes. All right. Good thing I, I caught this because I'm smarter than you. You are very smart. Thank you. 77 WABC is asking all Americans to stand and take a moment of silence for one minute at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor true heroes, police officers Jason Rivera and police officer Wilbert Mora. You can also show your support for officers Rivera and Mora, their families, friends, and all police personnel by heading over to wabcradio.com slash pin and get a free 77 WABC back the blue pin. Once you get your pin, take a selfie, post it to your social media with the hashtag 77WABCBTB. You know what that stands for? Back the blue. You're no dummy. That's hashtag 77WABCBTB. Let the world know that you back the blue. That's WABCRadio.com slash pin for a free 77WABC back the blue pin and join 77WABC in showing your support for the police. So Friday, I left early. Curtis did a great job with the show. That first segment uh, by Curtis was great. He explained the real history behind the Bernie and Sid show and what I miss Willie did. It was amazing. I was on the way to the uh, funeral, and um, I got there and saw a lot of folks, but uh, the man that got me in, the man who I sat next to, the man who got very emotional there with me. In fact, I think at one point we both cried on each other's shoulders. He's a very tough guy, former chief of police Joe Esposito, but he was there on Friday. And we'll be together once again for Morris Funeral on Wednesday. Really good friend of both of ours, me and Bernie, Chief Joe Esposito. Chief, how are you, buddy? All right, guys. Good morning. How are we doing today? All right? We're doing great. Very I, uh, good, Chief. Great I think down. I just characterized what went down on Friday pretty well in that uh, you're a very tough guy, tougher than me. And uh, you were reduced to tears a couple of times on Friday, of course, uh, wearing the blue like you did for so many years. But... You don't have to wear the blue. Just being a human being, Joe, that was very tough to watch on Friday. I imagine Wednesday is going to be much of the same. Yeah, I mean, that was so emotional. I mean, uh, what a family, uh, the wife and the brother. Uh, I mean, and, you know, i got to tell you, the part that I think people are playing down, they really should be talking about. These two cops had tremendous potential. Young Hispanic cops from the neighborhood, knew the neighborhood, knew the streets. These guys were going to be tremendous tremendous assets for the city so the family a monumental loss what a what a great what a terrible loss for this city also terrible and hopefully they they and i believe uh in the case of uh officer rivera he was very influential with uh, young people a lot of people uh following in his footsteps joining the uh, nypd hopefully that continues his legacy will live on if there's a god in heaven uh, we're speaking with Former chief of police in New York, the NYPD, Joe Esposito. Uh, chief Esposito, uh, let me call you Espo. Espo is the uh, nickname. Espo, listen, this whole uh, atmosphere of lawlessness, crime, I mean, just the bigger picture is 
that it was the overreaction to the George Floyd murder. And you had a lot of cowardly politicians, corporations, sporting organizations that uh, even had Mitt Romney, guys from Mitt Romney to Max Rose marching with Black Lives Matter who hated the cops, want cops killed. And so we are in this position now, but I believe the tide is turning. I think it is. I don't think people like Schumer and Alvin Bragg should have been in St. Patrick's Cathedral. But you had Kamala Harris also uh, tweeting out support to bail out people who were assaulting cops. I think that sentiment has uh, disappeared. Do you think that this uh, funeral last Friday and the one coming up on Wednesday is a turning point? Well, we would hope so. But, you know, you know, the vast majority of the New York uh, electeds, uh, thank God we, we got a new mayor. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. He's talking right. Uh, let's give him 100 days and see what happens. But the, the rest of the uh, electeds, to not all of them, but the vast majority, they're there. They wring in their hands. They're hugging the cops on, on Friday. They'll do it again on this Wednesday. Then they go back. They talk the talk, but they never, never walk the walk. They've got to give the cops some of the tools that they've taken away. They've taken away all the tools that we needed to fight and make the city safe. So, again, I don't expect much. I expect them there when they hug in, yep. saying how much they love us, and then they go back and they do absolutely nothing. Uh, exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I keep pushing back on Bernie. I feel badly doing it because I want to believe it. I want Bernie to be right, but I'm with you. These people, they... They don't care. They act like they do. And that was frustrating. I got to tell you, Joe, because you don't want to sit there at that funeral like you and I did and get angry because you just wanted to show your sincerity in your in your really being upset for the family members. But every time Chuck Schumer, four rows in front of us, shook his head like he was in agreement, or even Adams, for that matter, I got angry. And I had to tell myself, stop. It's not about them. It's about Jason. It's about his family. But to see it four rows in front of us, I don't know about you, it frustrated the hell out of me. Yeah, well, you, listen, you, you have to realize where they're coming from. They want to get reelected. That's the bottom line. But what I'm hoping is that the public wakes up. That's what that's what has to happen. I mean, the, the, you know, you're talking about Bragg and, uh, you know, he got elected on, on his progressive agenda. Well, guess what? Your liberalism is measured by your distance from the problem. And guess what? The liberals in Manhattan are getting a lot closer to the problem. They're seeing their stores getting robbed. They're seeing the homeless. They're seeing people get put on the train. So I'm hoping that the masses smarten up, and that will influence the electeds uh, to change change their attitude. So there you go. A little uh, back to the Bernie point of view. And you, you, we did have this uh, very liberal guy, Michael Rappaport, and it's, it's when it happens to those people in, in particular. He witnessed the shoplifting of a, a Rite Aid, which is about to close, and he was shocked. He was actually shocked and uh, actually considered, you know, he, as far as what he told us, that he would vote for a law and order candidate despite what party it is. So maybe along those lines, we have some hope. Now, the governor, Hochul, I mean, this no-cash-bail thing, that w- which is going on here, is really disgusting. As we sp- spoke with the Rob Astorino, New York State, the only state in the nation that does not allow a judge to have the discretion to keep a violent felon in jail. The only state, and Kathy Hochul wants the status quo to remain. I mean, uh, you have uh, the, the New York State Assembly, Heasty, you have Stuart Cousins, we should be naming and shaming them. What do you think about the whole no cash bail? Is there any hope that we'll get that reformed? It depends, again, on the people. If the people 
look, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And right now it's the progressives and the liberals that are squeaking like crazy. It's got to be the majority, a silent majority has got to come out and say enough is enough. How can you have people have uh, no bail? This is insanity. It's insanity. You've got to give the judge discretion to say, you know what, you've got to stay in jail. Your track record is proved. You're a repeat offender, uh, and they got to stay in. They got They have to go in jail. Look, we need to to adjust the bail laws. I mean, there's some real tragedies. That poor kid in the Bronx who committed suicide after been spending a couple of years in jail. That should never have happened. So yeah, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Look at the whole picture, correct it, but don't throw the baby out. With the uh, look, the poop is going to be in the pudding 2022 uh, because we can't tell what the people are thinking. Michael Rappaport, great, but he'll, he'll still vote Democrat. Trust me, he'll still vote Democrat. I know him very, very well. The proof will be in the pudding in 2022. If this state... Uh, votes in a Lee Zeldin or an Andrew Giuliani or Rob Astorino, then there's reason for hope. But I can't take anecdotal stories like Rappaport or two people on the street because I'm with you. It's up to the people, and the people have not shown me anything, anything in this city and state for years that they're serious about changing things. They haven't. But the public is. The public is. I'm talking about the public. They haven't. They, they keep voting in Democrats. And I predict <laughs> a Republican governor. That's your prediction? Is that, is that based upon your heart, what you want, or, or you think that's what the people are going to do? I'm here in the streets, and I'm seeing people, and they're, ch- and they're getting angry. They're angry, and they're frustrated with the electors. There's nobody talking good about the majority of the electors. There's a few. I mean, you've got Joe Borelli in Staten Island. You've got a, you got a few that, that have common sense, and they, they know what they're talking about. But the people are really getting angry. Start a conversation. Go went to your local coffee shop. I don't know, Sid, maybe you want on the Upper West Side, maybe not. But I know <laughs> right. over, here in, over here in Brooklyn, right. they've had enough. They've yeah. had enough, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, when you got 11-month-old girls getting shot in the face, you have 40-year-old Asian ladies getting, at 7.15 in the morning, getting pushed onto subway tracks. Yeah, it is. I believe it is resonating with people. And, uh, you know, George Pataki got elected here in New York. There's no reason a, a Zeldin, Astorino, or a Giuliani couldn't get elected as governor in November. Uh, Chief Esposito, it's going to uh, happen. Listen, right? by the way, guys, guys, that that the Korean guy who got who got uh, beat up in his store, it's around the yeah, corner in Midwood. from my house. It, yeah, it's right by your house. I know that. My house. Yeah, I'm in the wage. Yeah, I'm in that store two or three times a week. Wow. He showed me the video yesterday morning. And, and the by the way. He yeah, was a month sure. ago. He was he was attacked a month ago, and they were screaming uh, while he was attacked, "Go back to Korea!" He didn't even call the police, and that happens a lot. They get attacked, yeah. hate crimes, and they don't call the police. That doesn't get reported. This because he was violently attacked, and he had to go to the hospital. Uh, he did call the police, and we we all saw the video. Yeah, out in yeah, the Midwood, yeah, I, Brooklyn. I, yeah, I talk to him all the time, and and like I said, uh, you know, I've, I've been in this neighborhood my whole life, and that store has been. A, was a problem back in the day, but under Giuliani and Bloomberg, it was perfect. Now, every time I go in this store, he showed me another video of getting shoplifted. They broke his the front window. <laughs> so they're waking up. Believe me, the people are waking up. No, no, listen, I hope you're right, and that would be the Bernard's point. Bernie feels the same way. You two guys are much smarter than me, so I hope I'm wrong again. I, I will say this. Uh, at that service on Friday, uh, you and I, both of our jaws dropped uh, that's how good this lady was, this new police commissioner. No disrespect to the rest of the people that spoke, Adams, Lynch, everybody else, but my God, uh, Shul was so far and away the best of all the public officials, it wasn't even close. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, she did a great job. She uh, Listen, her public speaking and her common sense is what really got her that job, I think. I think they realized she's a New Yorker at heart. She's well-versed uh, in, in uh, what this city needs, what the state needs, actually. And I think uh, uh, the way she presented herself is a big reason why she's the, the current police commissioner. I, I, I look uh, to her for some really good things to happen under, under her watch. And unlike Joe Biden in the Supreme Court, uh, Eric Adams didn't announce ahead of time, I'm going to appoint a black female as, uh, you know, the head of the NYPD. He just did it. He did it, and he made the right choice based on all accounts. What? What happened? Excuse me? (laughs) Were you groaning or something right there? I know. I saw the list of five female candidates days and days before. He wanted the lady Carmen whatever from Seattle. He wanted the lady from days before. he didn't make the proclamation. Yes, he did. I'm going... He 100% did. It was going to be a oh, black really? female. There was only five people considered, and they're all females. 1,000% made a proclamation. In this case, he made the Bernie, right I choice. Well, he right did, there. but... Bernie, I think Sid is right there. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, at least he made the right choice. Let's he did make the way. right choice. It wasn't yes. some woke, uh, no. incompetent, woke, uh, you know, woman just, you know, like Kamala Harris. Put right. it that way. <laughs> That's true. So we'll see you on uh, Wednesday morning. Yes, uh, I wish we can go to something nice together, me, you, and Bernie. Maybe go to Michael's for dinner or something. These funerals are very depressing. But uh, I'm, ready, uh, I'm ready when you guys are. Dinner any way you want. And don't forget, we're playing golf in the springtime. Oh, we forgot about That's right. that. That's right. But Bernie, was it Joe Esposito, Bo Deedle, Mike Breen? Breen started the whole mess. Who else? Indeed. You remember? Indeed. Yeah, you two, uh, Bo, me, and that other fellow you were talking about. Yeah. Mike Green. Okay. All right, yeah. Joe. Great That's job right. as always. We'll see you Wednesday right, morning, uh, buddy. Jay, Thank call you. Me, call me Wednesday morning, right? I will. Call I'll call Wednesday you Wednesday morning. morning. Thank you. Joe Joe got me in, Bernie, to the funeral on, on Friday. I'm not sure that I would have gotten inside. I was out there on the streets with our good friend uh, Lou Spagnola from New Jersey. But uh, Joe got me in. He's yep. obviously got he's got huge pull. People they love he's him. Got yeah, the juice. yeah, he does. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Pete Bernie is coming up. Your chance at a one hundred dollar gift card. Compliments of Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Plus a WABC Barry House coffee mug. But most importantly, you get the bragging rights. Beat the smartest guy I know by a distance. Beat Bernie and beat Bernie. All that is coming up on the Monday edition of Bernie and Sid. I just got a text. Hey, Bern, remember we had um, uh, Randy Thomas on? Randy Thomas. Yeah, the uh, lady. She does the award shows. I think the Tonys. You know, the uh, lady, yeah, the uh, the female voice. She was I in do. studio. I, right. I and, remember. And, yeah. and she's married to this guy named Arnie, who's like from Brooklyn. He loves us. He listens every day. This is back at 2 Penn. Yes. Yeah. He just texted me. They, he always texts me. He, he, they love us. And they love you. And he said, Malibu, free accommodations for the Super Bowl. Rams are going to win. You rock, bro. So we can make it to Los Angeles. Arnie is going to put us up in Malibu for free. How about that? All right. Let's make the arrangements. Do you Get know the... these uh, these jerk-offs at uh... – I'm sorry I'm... for that. I'm sorry, Burton. But I can't – these um, MSNBC. Trump suggests that if, in fact, he wins again in 2024, which he's going to do, he's going to pardon – the Capitol rioters. Is, is that is that really a story? Uh, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, it, it was like a two-hour speech. He, I, I saw him say it. He said that he would treat them fairly. Of, of course, as you know, they're being persecuted right now for essentially trespassing. And the, the, <laughs> the, the, the conditions 
The conditions are horrendous. Horrendous. In the jail. They're like in they're like they're of- like in the hole. They're like in, they're like in uh, what do you call that? Solitary confinement. Yes. Like- yeah. Hey, <laughs> the guy, a sixteen-year-old shot a cop in January. He just got bailed out. He's he's out on bail. In this age of no cash bail, to still have these people locked up. I mean, they're all like they're old and, uh, you know, they have roots in the community. What? Uh, it's just really it's bad. So he says he says we'll treat them fairly. And, uh, and and he should. He should pardon them. Maybe he will. Who knows? It's a long ways off. But th- that is a story. But speaking of the Super Bowl, Sydney, uh, you know, what's uh, I mentioned this earlier. And I think it's important. I think it might have some traction. It's trending at New York Post dot com. And that is uh, uh, this Phil Mushnick column about uh, Snoop Dogg. He's going to be performing at the halftime in the Super Bowl uh, in two weeks. You have Dr. Dre, you have Eminem, you have Kendrick Lamar, all your favorites. They're all performing. <laughs> all my favorites, yeah. yeah. At, the, at the halftime. But Snoop Dogg, the reason why this is uh, particularly relevant, of course, uh, we're talking about the funerals of two police officers in the middle of uh, the two of them right now. Snoop Dogg had had a song out there, and these were some of the lyrics that Phil Mushnick actually uh, printed yesterday. It was his headline story. This is what it says. All you N-words out there, take your guns that you're using to shoot each other and start shooting these B-ass MFing police. That'll impress a MFing N-word like me. Those are Snoop Dogg's lyrics, not me. Don't be don't 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 (laughs) complain about me. I'm telling you what Snoop Dogg wrote about killing cops. Yep. And he is going to be performing at the Super Bowl halftime. I mean, I know people who have, who did things 20 years ago, and they're still paying for it now. This guy writes a, a thing like that about oh, killing cops, uh, uh, and he's going to be he's rewarded by performing at the Super Bowl. It's hard I don't to believe. Think so. Yeah. Well, now, are you upset now, Christina, that you're an admitted uh, Snoop Dogg fan? You ready to take that back yet? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not a big football fan, but hearing this, this just confirmed I will absolutely not be watching. No. Because it's, you, don't, you don't like Snoop Dogg either? No. you like rap music at all? You know what? I do I do enjoy some. You do? I, I sound like my grandmother right now. Yeah. I do enjoy some, but yeah. that, I can't listen to that. That that that, that pisses me off. No. Oh, yeah. Killing yeah. cops? Come yeah. on. Come on. Come on. I mean, uh, now, at this particular time, and you're going to have this guy perform? Uh, shame on Corona, by the way. They knew what his lyrics were. But uh, it, it really resonates right now is, is the point, and that's why Phil Mushnick highlighted it yesterday. Well, that's a good job I, out of Phil. I mean, Phil yeah. is uh, – I love Phil. Love him to death. He, you know, he, he spends a lot of time trying to – you know, he gets, he gets these um, grudges, you know. Whether it was I miss Francesca, he was all over Mike. I mean, he just found new ways to blast Mike every week. Craig Carton, me for that matter. But uh, he, he does write stuff that is smart, and uh, he is usually on the right side of things. And, you know, I was trying to think, actually, Burn, the Super Bowl halftime show was supposed to appeal to, to millions. And I think they got it right a couple of years ago, even with all the stupid controversy after, which made no sense with uh, J-Lo and Shakira. It was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, my kid had to watch that. It's 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. Put your dopey kid to bed. I mean, God, I'm sick of that, too. But to, uh, learn how to be a parent. But um, on a serious note, who the hell would they put on? Like, who, who could really uh, keep people excited that's not well, too old? Or, like, I who? Can, I can tell you what. This uh, halftime show is not going to appeal to the crowd. No. At uh, Arrowhead Stadium <laughs> yesterday, you, you saw the, uh, the, pregame, uh, the pregame ceremony yeah. with the flag, yeah. yes. with the yes. flyover, yeah. with the military yeah. people. Yeah. These uh, particular performers are not going to no, impress any of those people. I agree. So but who, who should they put? Yeah, who would you put, put on? Put, 
You put some uh, some of these uh, southern uh, these uh, these crossover uh, country music guys, country music type. That's people. what I'm thinking, yeah. right? Throw on Jason Aldean or uh, who's the other guy you like? Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Luke Bryan. He's uh, on American Ke- Idol. Toby Keith. Toby Keith is uh, he's too, but he's too. Uh, he's like uh, uh, what's he's his name? Old. Kid Rock. Yeah, he's too. Yeah, yeah, Kid Rock, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, people like that. I mean, but but don't put on cop. That's very oh, white, though. Way, That's very white. I mean, you can throw Darius Rucker in there. He's a black guy. He's a throw country. Throw Darius music. Rucker in. Uh, yeah. You want listen? Uh, there's. Uh, you play some music that's pretty good uh, from current contemporary artists who are black. I don't know the names. Yes, I do. Otherwise, otherwise, I would say say put them on, but not these these dusty old uh, uh, cop hating uh, America hating creeps. They are. They're not. Who do they appeal to? No. Uh, well, they actually appeal to a lot of people. Unfortunately, that's the problem. But I'm with you. I mean, they're, they're, they're America-hating lowlifes, but they appeal to a lot of people. Didn't Bruno Mars already do a Super Bowl? Yeah. He already did, right? Yeah. He might have. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He's good. No, I can't think of anybody else, so whatever. Not King Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Not King Cole. Tony Bennett, Not, Frank Sinatra. You, know, you put me on the spot. This guy, this, this guy Paul people out there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a... I'm listening to uh, you know like uh, Glenn I'm Miller. To, you're, you're on the 40s. You're on the you're on Channel Four on Sirius uh, XM. Seventies and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not me into too. the contemporary music scene, but there was some good stuff out there that they could. No, I agree. They, they could put people on. Luke Lagrano's like father loves Johnny Maestro. Larry Legrano, who was a big shot, bigger than Dick Grasso, on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. He loves – what is his, his fascination with Johnny Maestro? Could you explain this? I literally think it's just that he doesn't think anyone's voice has <laughs> stayed as consistent over the years from that era. He even said he's better than Sinatra. Didn't he say that? I, I think I think in terms of people from that era of music, no one's voice has stayed as consistent and is just as good as it was back in their heyday. Barney, can you confirm or deny this about Johnny Maestro? Can you? He's the guy with the Brooklyn Bridge. Is yeah, that the, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I, I really don't. Uh... My apologies. No, man. Uh, Laura Legrano says he's the greatest of all time. So Okay, well, God bless. God bless. It's, it's all subjective. So yeah, very subjective. Like, yes. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe hey, ladies and gentlemen. Show. Let Johnny Maestro do the halftime show. Let Johnny Maestro, exactly. I'm all come for on, it. let's mix it up a little bit. Make it happen. What about the kid who used to come on our show that uh, was like came in like 19th at um, American Idol, and then he, um, you know, he has like oh, a podcast. Oh, you you're talking about Constantine. Yeah, how about him? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? That's a good time to move on. Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. It just occurred to me, I see Vinny in New Jersey. I always think of, uh, you know, the uh, the Jersey Shore, of course, which... I'm going to be 55 years old, and I still watch it because I'm a moron, basically. Right, exactly. And uh, tomorrow, Snooki's going to be on. Nicole, Snooki, I love her. You're lying. I swear to God. Really? Yeah. She going to come in? She, I don't know. She has like a show in the city, like uh, Luann like does that cabaret nonsense, Yeah. the uh, New York housewife. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what Snooki's live show is all about here in the city, but she's coming on tomorrow. All right. I'm sure it's very substantive. I'm sure it is. So you get Snooki, Bo Deedle. And there's somebody else who's, like, completely different than, than everybody else. You, Luke? No, not you. No, sorry. Vinny is in New Jersey today. He's in security. Good morning, Vinny. How are you, pal? Doing great. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. What part of Jersey? Uh, New Milford. It's, like, uh, near Paramus. Yeah. That area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know the area very, very well. New Milford. Have a lot of friends in uh, Glenrock right there, right? 
Yeah, not too far, about 15 minutes. There you go. Oh, well, good luck in today's game. You know how the game works. Five questions. Barney gets the same. You get more right. You get 100 bucks. Okay, Vin? Sounds good. I know I'm going to tank, but I'm going to give it the best shot. All right. You're not going to tank. You're going to be fine. The 18th uh, Amendment, the only amendment in American history to be repealed, was originally passed to institute what? Uh, you want a hint? No. Your hint is Al Capone. Uh, gambling. Close. Prohibition. Booze. In uh, 2013, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos purchased what newspaper? Uh, the, don't, uh, the, it's about yeah. as reliable as the New York Times these days. But it once uh, was. The a Washington great Yes! There you go. Goat Island separates the American and Canadian portions of what landmark? You missed the beginning of that. Could you just repeat? Yes. Goat, as in Tom Brady. Goat Island okay. separates the American and Canadian portions of what landmark? I'll give you a hint. It's in New York. Huge tourist spot. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Very good. President Eisenhower was a driving force behind adding what two words to the Pledge of Allegiance in 1954. Uh, in God? What's that? In God? That is incorrect. Bro, Close. Back of Under God. It has to be exactly right. And finally, okay. it, in what month would you celebrate Pride Month? Not you, Vinny, I can tell, but... <laughs> in what month of folks... What is that? No, thanks. That's my cold talking. I'm a little sick, so That's okay. I get it. What month is uh, Pride Month? Pride Month? Pride. Uh, I'll uh, I'll take a wild guess. I'll say uh, June. Oh, baby. That's no guess. Look at you. <laughs> All right, wow, Vinny. I actually got that you one. You got that one right. Vinny got three right. There you have it. Oh, Mike DeDino checks in. He says, I'm a massive Jersey short fan. Need to meet Snooky. Oh, who cares? Is, is she coming in? I don't know. You're the one who brought it up. Uh, could you go find out, Luke, if uh, Snooky's coming in tomorrow? Oh. When I find out, Mike DiDino's not allowed. You can tell him. Well, okay. That. You're not allowed, Mike. Luke said. So Luke, Luke is the traffic guy, sports guy, boss of the station. He does it all. I have security now. That's right. I'm security. <laughs> Bernie, you need four right to win today's game. Okay, pal? I like what I hear, bro. Here we go, Bernard. The 18th Amendment, the only amendment in American history to be repealed, was originally passed to institute what? It was uh, prohibition. Yep, that's right. <laughs> In 2013, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos purchased what newspaper? That would be uh, the New York Daily News would be the wrong answer. It's the Washington Post. Goat Island separates the American and Canadian portions of what landmark? Uh, what's the name of the island? Goat, G-O-A-T, like Tom Brady. Okay, uh, what does it do again? It separates the American and Canadian portions of what landmark? I'll give you the same hint I gave this guy. It's in the state of New York. It's a huge tourist spot. Oh, it's uh, Niagara Falls. That's right. <laughs> President Eisenhower, you get one of these two right, you win today's game, Burn. President Eisenhower was the driving force behind adding what two words to the Pledge of Allegiance in 1954? Under God. Yes. And to go perfect today, and you you should know this, <laughs> in what month would you celebrate Pride Month? Oh, that is uh, one of my favorite uh, sure is. times of the year, which is uh, June, of course. Yeah, you know. You raise those flags and tenafly and 
That's a perfect score for Bernard today, once again proving why he's a genius. Wins Not by a, a final. Yes, you are. 5-3, but Vinny played well today. Bernie, say hello to Vinny out in New Jersey. How you doing, Vinny? Hey, how you doing, Bernie? How's doing great. Be... How you doing? Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. It could be a lot worse. Uh, how things out in New Jersey for you? Nah, not too bad. Uh, getting rid of this uh, snow, so uh, everything's going pretty good. Wait, out did, here. did you say you're from New Milford? Yeah, New Milford. You know who? Hey, Bernie. You know who lived in New Milford? He probably still lives there. One of the uh, most one of the most famous New York sports personalities ever. Famous New York yes. sports personalities. You ready? Know they... you ready for the? Because if I'm correct, that diner is over there with the big salad bar. He always liked the coach diner. The great John Minko. John Minko. Yes. Yes. Who retired about four years ago. He's a new Milford guy. Vinny, you know John Minko from the neighborhood? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Vinny, did you vote for Jack Chitterelli? Uh No comment. What? <laughs> you oh voted God. for Phil Murphy, you son of a bitch? Holy shit. No, nah, I, I usually don't uh, talk over the radio about who I voted for. But, oh, okay. Uh, All right. It definitely, I can tell you this, it wasn't the second one, so. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, man. there you go. All right. Oof, maybe it, nervous there for a second. No burn. <laughs> uh, it made me nervous as well. No, uh, some people are very uh, yeah, private about their political yeah. beliefs. Well, Vinny And uh, we, we respect that. We yeah. respect that. So, Vin, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. Good job. And uh, call again, bro. No, thank you. I love the show, guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you, Vinny. Take care. Sorry the party called you a son of a bitch. It wasn't right. Uh, 1-800-848-W. <laughs> no, you're right. That wasn't right. Oh, wait. You can't say in the vote for Chitterwelly. I'm like, what? You can't call this show. This is the Bernie and Sid show. We, you know, we bleed. Uh, we always want the best guy to win, a Republican. Absolutely. Chitterelli, too. You have a higher level of respect for him than oh, the average him. politician. Yes, we love him. And he loves us. And he loves you. He's always asking about you, which is very nice. 1 800 848 We'll come back. Wrap things up. It's been a very fun Monday show. Glad to have you folks. It's almost over. Stay right here. Beat Party. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. What's the, uh, oh, I love this song, Van Diemen's Land. Let us play for two seconds, and I'll read about the store. I wore my WBC hat this weekend. Hold me now. Oh, hold me now. This is The Edge, you too. Till this Off of the great album, Rattle and Hum. This is the Edge singing of Van Diemen's Land. Quickly, what is the uh, halftime show that you said now? Uh, Bernie, Christina has an idea. Go ahead. Well, what made me think of this legend is that he was back on tour. I was supposed to see him at the Garden in December. Phil Collins. Oh, Who doesn't God. love he, Something he, Happened on the Way to Heaven? That's a good song. But Come on. But he's a mess, Phil Collins. He was just yeah, on he's tour, in, though. He's in bad he health. He was back on tour. He's, he's in bad health, though. I don't know. He was at the garden. He, he was? Yeah, I was Bernie, supposed to go but, see him. But Bernie, he didn't look bad. He was like in a... He uh, t- terrible, terrible. Plus, he's in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> yeah, it cool. wouldn't work. Plus, he wouldn't gave money work. to the PLO, him and Vanessa Redgrave. Oh. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Bernie, 
he goes right. 77 WABC listeners, go check out the new Bernie and Sid in the Morning merchandise. I wore the WABC hat with a pom-pom in the snow on Saturday. People loved it. It's at the 77 WABC store. Go to WBCRadioStore.com and find everything from Bernie and Sid in the Morning T-shirts to Citizens T-shirts to hats to jackets to bags. And luckily for Bernie and Sid fans, we have a limited-time discount. Enter discount code Bernie and Sid 15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase at the 77 WBC store. This is really cool stuff, folks. That's discount code Bernie and Sid 15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to WABCRadioStore.com and do it right now. Bernard? You know, Sid, uh, my wife and daughter uh, were down in Florida to for my mo- mother-in-law's funeral. They buried her next to uh, her veteran husband at a veteran cemetery. And anyway, they were supposed to return Saturday night. Of course, it was the snowstorm. Then they couldn't get a flight uh, all day Sunday. They could not get a flight. They, flight. they actually got one. Then it was canceled. Wow. Now, the f- top headline at the New York Post is that uh, JetBlue passengers yep. stranded for hours at JFK Airport. Yep. Uh, some of them uh, having panic attacks. Some of them peeing in their seats. Yep. In other words, not, not just at the airport. The planes are on the tarmac, and they couldn't find a gate. And there's like 22 planes or something like that on the tarmac. People can't get out of their seats. They're there for hours, and they get nothing to eat, and it's just a complete and total nightmare. Man, what do they do I for think, you? You think they give you a free flight to your next destination? Uh, or it doesn't even they matter. They do nothing. You, you don't want to be in that position, no, man. I know. That is That is I hell know. on earth. I know. I mean, that is another reason not to fly, but that's why I always say bring your sedatives, bring your uh, you know your yeah. volume or whatever the hell it is. Right. But still. You gotta you gotta take a leak, and they won't let you get out of your seat if you're on the tarmac. And people actually peeing in their seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a no, it was a rough day. It was rough for JetBlue, I know, but uh, I, I I I recommend differently. Get the hell out of here. I was in uh, Florida, in Hollywood, Florida during Christmas. It was gorgeous, and I would go back tomorrow if I could. I'll take a Greyhound now. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll see you in three days. Anyway, yeah. uh, what a great show today. That was fun, Burn. Always fun. All you guys did always. great. As always, Justin and Luke and Christina, Frankie Diaz, Mike Garcia, Deb Valentine, the whole crew. Bernie and I will be back tomorrow morning. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.